0: And guess what, Asif? What did you know that last week? I don't remember the day, but last week, let's say Tuesday, okay. <laughs> was National Taco Day. Really? Yeah. Did you celebrate it? I can't keep track of all these stupid national whatever. I know. Days. I wake up and every, dance, every day. Every day is like, some sort is of day else. now. But I have to tell you, some days are multiple days at the same time. They are. Like it was Indigenous Peoples Day and Columbus Day at the same time. At the same time, unfortunate. I was like, "Well, this is weird."
1: Yeah, that
0: seems the most awkward time to hold both those days. Yeah, that would be. But I celebrated National Taco Day. (laughs) You did? Did you go to Tlalocipaque? I went to the number one Mexican restaurant in America. Where'd you go? I went to Taco Bell. Oh, God. But you know what? Oh, my God. Why? In my, in my defense. Why? In my defense. Why, Why did you go there? <laughs> Why did you gotta go to Taco Bell? In my defense, Ugh. I didn't know it was National Taco Day. You just were going to Taco Bell? I was just going there. Also, in my defense, my wife sent me out for Taco Bell. <sighs> also, in my defense, I do like Taco Bell. Why? You know, it's it's so funny. Mr. White People Salsa out there in California, Blake Morris. Yeah. He likes Taco Bell. Right. I don't think it's I don't know how anyone who likes Taco Bell can say shit about any Mexican food and the quality of it. I agree. Here's like if you like Chipotle. I I don't like Chipotle. So you like Taco Bell more than Chipotle? Yes, because Taco Bell didn't put me on the toilet for eighteen hours. That's true. And I mean, they as terrible as the food at Taco Bell is, it doesn't have food uh, cleanliness issues. South Park issues. didn't make an episode. About Chipotle away, Yeah. A Taco Bell away, Yeah. No, they didn't. No. No, you know what? And good on them for not giving people hospitalization levels of diarrhea. Yeah. Now, I'll also say this. I like Taco Bell. I don't consider Mexican food. Uh-huh. I don't. I like it. It's like it's Taco Bell. You know what I mean? I actually think it tastes good. I actually think as far as variety and fast food goes, Taco Bell does pretty well. Whereas like McDonald's, like if you're going to McDonald's, first of all, go to Wendy's. Okay. What if there's not a Wendy's? If there's not a Wendy's, find a Five Guys. What if there's not a Five Guys? Here's, Here's my example. I was in Japan. Yeah. My only fast food option was McDonald's. I never went. That, well... I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't either. Because if I'm going oh, sorry, to Japan, they have Burger King. Yeah, like why do they have the two worst of the two? Like yeah, the, you know what though? There was this one place. It's, it's called Odaiba. It's where the Gundam statue is, and there's this awesome art museum there. Yeah, we went over to that island. There was a Wendy's right outside of the museum, and it was like an oasis. Everyone's like, yeah, do we want to go here? I'm like, of course we want to go. Here's yes, the so only Wendy's in all of Japan. Of course. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. If you're lucky enough. No, there aren't as many Wendy's as there are Burger King and McDonald's. That's my point. Which sucks. That's my point. If I want a fast food burger, I look for Wendy's. If there's no Wendy's and I still want a fast food burger, I, I make some tough choices. Maybe yeah. not to get a fast food burger. Maybe you just go to Denny's instead. De- yeah, I mean, I like Denny's. Uh, I like Denny's more than McDonald's their burgers yeah yeah i would rather eat anything off the denny's menu than anything off the mcdonald's menu yeah my beef with mcdonald's uh is that is that i always have to get like at least a double to even taste their patty because their patties are so thin and they're also like seaweed and other things yeah there's really not a whole lot of meat in those in those burgers like the lowest quality uh grade beef yeah and then they're mixed with other things to like it's like what drug dealers do with cocaine and baking soda. They basically do with meat and various byproducts of agriculture. I'll say this: I like McDonald's breakfast items. I always have. Yeah. that's oh, yeah. that's another level than their burgers. Though. Oh yeah, you hash know? browns, like all their stuff, outstanding. Their they're yeah. they're hotcakes. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm, I get it, and people can eat whatever they want. Yeah. All I'm saying is that if you you're telling me how great Taco Bell is. You cannot have a, a, your opinion on Mexican foods immediately invalidated. No, no, no. Because I I, I said Taco Bell is not you Mexican food. You still have food. an into Lucky pocket. You I know still how many times I've it. been there since I discovered you it? Know, I like can't. 10. I'm not driving a lot, though. I know. Because, you know, yeah. I have, I'm getting eye surgery two days from when this podcast is being recorded. Oh, my God. And so it's like I'm kind of keeping driving at a minimum, but I I want to try it. They probably DoorDash or something too. Dude. They probably do. Almost everybody does now. Like I've noticed, Canton has like been overwhelmed by the DoorDashing. You roll up to Taco Bell and there's a big sign like "We deliver," and then in smaller print, "Via GrubHub." Yeah, like it's not Taco Bell delivering; it's some other. Yeah, exactly, app, you know. but fast yeah. food in Canton, yeah, so it's, it's being delivered now. Yeah. I just I could never do that to someone I Make couldn't either I'll tell you what thing. though I told my friend I have a friend he's a good guy, but as far as like occupation goes, he kind of drifts uh-huh. and I told him years ago like he loves to drive he has reliable vehicles. I'm like, Mike, you need to get on this like delivery service. you need to look at restaurants that don't deliver and just deliver those those items mm-hmm. charge a minimum, you know include gratuity is mandatory and he's like, nah, that'll never work and now. Like Panera, McDonald's, Taco yeah. Bell, everybody's delivering via these third-party apps. That's true. Um, we got we got delivery pizza or Papa Bears like really? a month ago. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, I love pizza oven pizza. Yeah, it's good. I got that, and Amy got some like chicken fettuccine dish. But if you're gonna get Taco Bell, what time was it? Uh, it's like seven. So I could have easily gotten. You had so many other better options. I, I did. She wanted Taco Bell. It's a you know why? It's like, it's just like McDonald's. It's not like when when I talk shit about the the materials and the, the whatever they put in the food at yeah. McDonald's, it's the same crap at Taco Bell. They have the same bare minimum of quality. Yeah, it's nothing there is good for you. No. And I guess if you go into it with that mindset, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But my question is, what did you get? What did I get? What did you all get? I want to hear what you guys got. Amy likes their shredded chicken quesarito. Okay. I'm pretty sure she got that. And quesarito is what? I don't, it's like a burrito with cheese. It has cheese and like a lot of shredded chicken and some special sauce. I can't remember their name of the sauce, but it's good. It's like three bucks. I guess they can get away with these things because they're not really Mexican. No, words. they're not. So they can uh, just call things whatever they want. Yeah, they could just call it whatever. It's the same company that invented the double down. Oh, really? Yeah, you know Yum Brands. I own oh, shares yeah. of this company by the so, way. So I'm like, you're welcome. It's the dem- It's the Demolition Man investment. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just hedging in case Demolition Man's right. If it is, I will be <laughs> like, I will mourn. A lot of restaurants, but, like, a future where there's only Taco Bell, I'd be fine. <laughs> you would get by, okay? I'd be fine. I guess, technically, I could. Now, I, if be, there's I'd a future where there's only McDonald's, I'd be pissed. Yeah. But, like, of suck. all the fast food restaurants, yeah, I can win. Buy. Yeah. But if it's basically Taco Bell absorbs Kentucky Fried Chicken and Pizza Hut... you're Fine. ...because c- they could, and yeah. they're also... No, I guess they're no longer related to Frito-Lay. But I think they still are, because they put Doritos and everything there. They put Doritos in there? Because they used to be the same company. But they also have, like, on their dollar menu, which, you know, in fast food, nothing's actually a dollar now. Mm -hmm. But that's another conversation. It was interesting, though, because Pepsi used to own all three restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And they spun it off into a separate company called Yum Brands. In fact, when we lived in San Francisco... There was a Taco Bell we went to that was a Taco Bell uh, KFC hybrid. Kintaco Hut, or was it just a Kintaco? It was. As a Ken Taco Bell? Yeah, it was a yeah. Taco Bell. It was like down the almost down the middle. Like mm-hmm. you go to counter and they had the KFC menu and the Taco Bell menu. There's like there. three Kentaco Huts Ken and Huts in the whole country. Wow, they're mythical. I would totally. I think go there's to one a- in Austin. Wow, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like it's a one good idea. Yeah right. Yeah. I, who who wouldn't want that rest that that fast food? That's like the penultimate one. Yeah, it is. Because then you got everything you want in one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your friend wants Pizza Hut and you want Taco Bell, go to this one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I think Pizza Hut's harder to kind of put into a kitchen like that. Yeah. So I don't. I doubt that they want to do that often. Yeah, I, I could see that. But yeah, no, dude. Come on, Tilaki Pocket. Go there. I I need to go there after whatever. You're, sometime in the next month go uh, i will go there i will yeah. go there sometime within the next yeah. month get tacos yeah i've been there like probably 10 times since i first talked about the, how great it really is. and i've eaten in and i've taken it to go yeah it's it's great yeah i, I can't stress how just rock solid of an establishment it is okay and dependable okay i have just. I can pull up some stories about Taco Bell for you and read them to you about things that people do to people's food. I'm sure I've heard them all. You know, they have a pretty bad track record. Yeah, but I've never. They've never. I've never gotten sick from Taco Bell. That's impressive. I got sick from, uh, you know, that local place which we shall not name. Oh, I know. I got sick from Chipotle. I understand. I hate Chipotle. I also have a beef (laughs) with Chipotle because. I don't. I don't feel like I'm not completely comfortable with this like fast casual branch of restaurants uh-huh. where you know they like to tout that their food is so much healthier and it is, but it depends on what you order like anywhere. Sure. And it's so much more expensive. Yes. It's so expensive. Yes. If I'm ordering For not if, like materially better no, quality food, like. Ch- uh, t- if I were to spend, if I go into Chipotle for two people, I'm looking at like 25, 30 bucks. That's insane. It is insane. Now, if I'm going to spend, if I'm going to get like some junk Mexican, do you know how much Taco Bell $30 will buy you? That's like Thanksgiving dinner. You could put out a spread. <laughs> yeah, I know. You could. I know. I'm not saying anyone should do it. I'm just saying the food, I think Taco Bell's food is better. Yeah, come at me. I I, I no, think it's no, better. It's a better value. It's a better value. I, I also like it better than chipotle yes because again is this your call of duty is worse than quake champions moment yes you think like taco bell is better than chipotle i do i actually agree with you there yeah it is better than chipotle and it's a better value proposition no question it's a better value proposition i think they have more variety and it hasn't killed it hasn't almost killed me these are all good reasons okay i guess that's our intro yeah that's our intro <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Awesome Condom, CEO, Editor in Chief, Commissioner of the Shack News Electronic Sports League. Uh was it Chief Puppy Wrangler? Chief Puppy Wrangler. Actually, wrangling a puppy right now. Yep. I'm the janitor, uh, and I do the taxes for the website. Yes. Uh, I send money to the people who work here. Thank you, Ossif. I do that every month. Thank you. Uh take money out of my my money pile and yeah, disperse it across Dis- the lands of Shaq News. And you know, you're also a janitor and that's especially relevant cuz <laughs> shortly after I arrived tonight, you had to partake in your janitorial duties <laughs> when Lola, out of excitement, yeah. just piddled on the floor a little bit and then also stepped in it and ran
1: yeah. with it on her feet.
0: Come on, Lola. So it was it was a it was an eight-tile job. <laughs> it, was, one it of, was it was an eight tile job today it was. Uh, but yeah she gets away with murder uh, she is our chair pet of the board it's that's Lola. right she's on the check she was elected through a democratic process it, it yeah and overwhelmingly yes we um, need more legitimate democratic processes in this country also so joining me my usual co-host it's been a while it has been a minute since we recorded one of these yeah uh because you know I i had been on the road i was in japan yeah and then, then i was went... in san francisco i haven't even posted that one yet because honestly it was bad yeah and dude Blake and i are like dead and then there's bill uh there not bill lavoy yeah. uh sexy bill the cameraman that's right he made his second appearance on the Shackcast, <laughs> and he kind of held it together for us honestly of was still... <laughs> but dude like i'm i'm glad to be back because i have to tell you you were gone for so long I almost got lost over getting over here on the mean streets of Ken. You don't yeah. want to get lost on the mean streets of Ken because they're mean. Yeah, I know. And it's it's that time of year now where yeah. it's raining. People yeah. don't know what they're doing. You realize. You, you got you to keep your head on a swivel. But David Craddock, our long reads editor, yes. having successfully completed the longest, the longest long read in, in the history of shack shack news. Is, com. man, And you, like, you... Made something longer than Rocket Jump. It's longer than Rocket Jump. You know what? Beneath a Starless Sky, mm-hmm. uh, Pillars of Eternity, and the Infinity Engine era of RPGs. One of the longest books I've written, period. Yeah. Uh, it's longer than Stay While and Listen 1. Amy was asking me this today. She's like, do you think it's longer than Stay While and Listen 2? And I said, it's probably around the same
1: size. size. Wow. Yeah.
0: And consider, by the way, this was um, – this is. It took a while. I started this in in February when I came back from my sabbatical, and I worked on it from February through uh, October. It was published last Friday, October fifth. But you know, we got. I mean, this was like a multifaceted multimedia endeavor. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, we've oh, done no. we've done a lot that uh, that that I'm pretty proud of for Shack News. Yeah, we had some firsts for us. Uh, we went. It was it was a ragtag kind of A-team situation. Yeah. Uh, David, Greg, and myself mm-hmm. go down there to Orange County. Yep. And, you know, we were embedded with Obsidian yeah. in the 24 hours around their launch. You know, actually the 48 hours, kind of. It yeah. was like 12-hour days, two days in a row, basically. It was, yeah. But we, we were around them. The day that the game launched, the day before game launched, and we got to ask them questions about it before it was out there in the world, yeah. and was critically acclaimed. We were there we got to see them look at our they they. I got to see them react to the Shack News review, yeah, in real time. Charles uh, Charles Singletary, yeah. big big Pillars of Eternity Infinity Engine fan. Uh uh-huh. huh. He, he gave, gave it, it a 9, nine out of ten. Yeah, nine out of ten, which ties Pillars of Eternity as one of the highest rated games ever. At Shackneus, because yep. we've never given a ten. Nope. And someone tried to give a ten again. Just and recently. We dekembe mutumboed that shit. We we're like, get that shit out of here. Uh-uh. Sorry. Yeah. It has to be it has to be better than Breath of the Wild at this point. Because yeah. Breath of the Wild got a nine. Right. <laughs> so clearly See, like that's where our We art- We basically signed the fate. Decided the fate of every game because, like, I know you especially are like, I can't believe we didn't get Breath of the Wild 10. Yeah, it's just like impossible standard. I mean, do you think that a 10 will come along at Shaq News? Yeah, I do. Any prognostication as to what it could be? The nearest risks of it are Red Dead 2 and uh, Doom Eternal. Hmm. I think those are the two I would circle. If an F-Zero came out and I reviewed it, I'd probably give it a 10. Let me ask you this. Just for existing. Just um, because the the game we were alluding to is Forza Horizon 4. mm -hmm. If an F-Zero came out with races in addition to, like, an open-world type Mm -hmm. uh, makeup, would you support that? Would you be down for that? Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I would be down for, like, a side scrolling brawler with Captain yeah. Falcon at, at this, this point. point, we need an F zero, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, honestly though. Cause it, that universe of characters had like their own manga and everything. Like yeah. people, people like care about those characters in yep. the F zero scene. And it was like all, it was kind of street fighter. y, mm-hmm. where it was like, there was I pe- I don't like you. Cause you did this thing. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. It just like very, <laughs> very minimal backstories, but yeah turn that into a different kind of mini game or something sure there's just ways to make an f-zero game is all i'm saying yeah i'm not saying it would be instantly a 10 out of 10 I, maybe we wouldn't let me review it for that reason right but i just think that sometimes you you give the, that was kind of my point you give someone who already loves the series yeah a game to review yeah. they're gonna love the game even more when it's great there he although chris was very critical he was of motorsport seven mm-hmm. last year he was yeah. So it's not that he just loves what they do at Forza. It's that he can detect when they're, it's a bad year for Forza yeah. and when it's a great year for Forza. And this is really... He knows it. This is the best Forza game that's ever been made mm-hmm. across Motorsport or Horizon. It's mm-hmm. definitely the best Horizon game. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Um, But it's not a 10. No. But I haven't been playing it that much lately. Uh, It's just... It's cool. It's cool. I like that you don't have to progress, and you can still progress. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you can just kind of drive around. You don't have to do races, but you were saying uh, earlier, like, you can go off-road, you can drive through fields. Almost everything you do nets you some XP, so that's cool. Yeah, it's definitely a game that a lot of my friends are playing right now. Yeah. It's- I actually... I think... um One high point for me, and I haven't tried it yet, but I I asked Chris about this and was pleased. He reported that um, the Play Anywhere compatibility so that he could play on PC worked right out of the gate. And Microsoft's kind of stumbled with that program. A lot Mm -hmm. of the PC versions of Xbox One games since Microsoft announced Play Anywhere have needed some patches over a couple weeks to be playable. I thought Sea of Thieves was probably the best launch that they had had up till forza yeah and it seems like they're getting their stuff together there i guess i'm thinking of of last year around this time when uh motorsport 7 came out and chris was like yeah it's it's a it's a dumpster fire right now yeah i know i I think in the last year they've gotten better and maybe they'll get better in the future yeah maybe they'll just buy steam yeah either way i think They're, they're not leaving the PC gaming industry. Well, we can actually talk about Microsoft possibly buying Obsidian a company. Yeah, but before we do that, just uh, one last note. Go check out the long read. Oh, yeah. Beneath the Starless Sky. It's on the front page. We've also got 24 to launch the documentary yeah. we we're talking about. The first in, in what will be a recurring series of documentary style. Yeah, we videos. didn't even. Yeah, we were down there. Like, we got sidetracked, as we tend to do on the Shack. It happens. Uh, we were down there and shot, like, I don't know, eight hours, 12 hours of interviews. Yeah. And we were able to, like, take the best stuff mm-hmm. and break it down into, like, a 35 minute feature. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, a documentary behind the scenes of the launch of that game. Yep. And Pillars 2. Everything that led up to th- that's, that was an interesting game to make. Yeah, it it was a fig campaign coming off of a Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. They're a work for hire studio that also does their own IP. There's just a lot of interesting things going on there, and you have a ton of really talented, experienced people mixed with like a bunch of new people who love that that style of game that they make there. Yeah, Obsidian has a really interesting pedigree because that's almost like the company's portfolio too. Like they have Pillars of Eternity. And they and they know this it's a it's a very almost niche hardcore type of RPG like I think anyone can enjoy it but there's an arguably steeper learning curve than something like uh, I mean Diablo is like at the far end of the spectrum where you're just clicking everything sure. and then you have pillars of eternity at the at the other opposite end which is far more tactical and then in the middle of stuff like like Final Fantasy or, and fallout and stuff Um But they also have games that are just widely beloved, like Fallout New Vegas, Mm -hmm. uh, Alpha Protocol, Star Wars KOTOR 2. And so um, it was just really interesting to kind of get, you know, uh, a bite-sized look at that history. And then we also also got more into that history in our third feature, which was the inaugural Shack News Long Table. Mm Mm-hmm discussion where that was about an hour and 15 minutes worth of conversation, not only about Pillars of Eternity, but just the history of RPGs, yep. uh, Obsidian's history, kind of, I think one of my the favorite questions uh, that I asked was, what do you feel? We had seven developers sitting on this panel and I asked them, what do you feel constitutes an obsidian RPG. RPG what yeah. sets your RPGs apart from other companies? And they just give a really nice range of answers there because you had you had assembled you know Chris Parker, who's the producer of Baldur's Gate, and then later Alpha Protocol. You had Fergus Urquhart, who has been involved in so many foundational RPGs over the last twenty some years. Yeah, uh, you had Carrie Patel, who. Actually, she didn't. She played a lot of uh, more "quote unquote" mainstream RPGs before she joined Obsidian. She hadn't played any Infinity Engine games, but she she liked adventure games because you know she's a writer as well, and she that's was right. interested in story. She played Mass Effect, so that's the cool thing about Obsidian. Everyone brings their own experience to the table, and even when you play Pillars, um, more games are doing this. You know how, like for example, Naughty Dog their their easiest modes are called something like Story Mode, where it's basically aimed at people who you know, they don't want to like throw their control in frustration. They just want to experience the story. Pillars kind of has that. They have a story mode difficulty in Pillars 2 and 1. But Pillars 2, from what I found, is even more accessible. Like they make it really easy to get into the game and experience mm-hmm. the world and the characters. But if you really want to get into like the nitty gritty of tactical battles and formations, you can crank that difficulty up. I watched the other day someone had like a 45 minute battle. Against a dragon boss, this was Pillars one. Their character was naked. They didn't have a party, and they were on Path of the Damned, which is the <laughs> hardest difficulty. And like the game is that flexible, yeah. You know, so it was just really cool to kind of be embedded in there for a couple of days and and talk to them. And I have to say, on, on a personal level, I'm really proud of Beneath a Starless Sky. I think it's one of the best things I've ever written. I'm really proud that it's on Shack News, and and so far, a lot of people have been enjoying it. Oh yeah, you know, I think it's we're. I see it come up on real time and I, yeah. I think it's really you're not going to see as many people maybe during the day reading it right during the weekday. But then on the weekend, it was like, you know, number one or two on real time all weekend. That's cool. And then it's like yeah. at the end of the day, you see people like get home from work and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's also interesting because we we had to redesign the website yeah. to allow for the size of your long reads. Yeah. With Rocket Jump you know our our history of the quake series yeah. and, and the 90s fps an age, games yeah, the golden yeah. age of rp uh, fps yeah we already broke people's browsers we were crashing chrome yeah we were crashing uh ios devices right it was just too damn big yeah for mobile browsers to be able to handle yeah so now i can actually see which chapter people are reading yeah, that's cool. On our on our Google Analytics. So people are not really that far in yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in like fa- chapter five yeah. right now. So there's still it's a big book. Yeah, you know, so there's still like Yeah. There's like the average weekend reader, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing they'll be reading this for like a month. Well, I was actually I'm glad <laughs> you brought up the redesign because that's something you know, I got involved. Not, I don't want to say late, but like you, you made it a point to consult me like, hey, how should we optimize this for long reads? Because we want these to be, yeah. to be readable. We didn't want people. So I guess another major difference was when Rocket Jump launched, we made that. Um, A subscriber exclusive that's right when mercury was up Uh because a lot of people loaded and they said well it reads just fine i said well if you can get past chapter two i'll be surprised because clearly you're not a mercury subscriber if it didn't break your browser trying to save it um this one you know mercury isn't up it's going through a transition phase the mercury beta is over the mercury beta is over and we haven't launched our new subscription service yet right or explained what the benefits will be of it right but we're working on it. It's coming. And the whole thing was that we, it, this is the kind of content that differentiates us from the rest of the internet. Yeah. Let's not put this behind a wall. And the yeah. idea of doing this for free, you know, like, that's not common. No, it's not. This It's a book. You know? And it's a free book. It's a free book. Yeah. Just think about that, people. Yeah. Free. Like go go click on it right now. Yep. It's on the first thing on our site. Click on it right now. I'll wait. <laughs> That's free. And it's <laughs> it's cool because there are a lot of different ways to read it than other than sitting at your computer. Like at the beginning yeah. of every chapter, well, there's there's share links, but I also I I got a pocket button mm-hmm. for us. And so you can, you know what, like, oh, tomorrow night I want to read chapter six. So you just pocket chapter six, and you pull it up, and it's just a single chapter. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's compatible in all these different ways. But you can also just pull it up on your web browser and read, read yep. one chapter a time. No, you can read it. it. It runs really well on mobile now, mm-hmm. which I think is hugely important, and yeah. also on tablets, which yes. is what people are reading on. Yeah, that's what I was reading on the yeah. other day. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's yeah. like – Honestly, I, I like reading on my iPhone, so mm-hmm. I've been reading it mainly too, on the yeah. iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I it's really interesting, and the just the people at that company are interesting, and they love working together. And yeah. then, like, but they have the younger talent there, like mm-hmm. Carrie and Adam, mm-hmm. that are just like new. Come, like Adam talked a lot about Quake with us, yeah. while we were down there, and just you know he's a shacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing different angles at the same formula that is the like that isometric or you know the crpg yeah like what they yeah i thought one of the funniest things i i think it's mikey suggested it to them was a a wrestling yeah, rpg yeah i'd be down for oh that. man i would be all over that I game would too yeah. i was like that's my ca-, and like it's just funny because you know sh- you know crabs uh chris gerard he does that our live stream with the wwe yeah glorious gaming network also does that that's mikey and a couple uh, eric from uh obsidian uh-huh they have their own like live streaming team they do yeah that does wwe streams mm-hmm. so i'm like there's clearly a faction of that company oh yeah that man. wants to make a w or like a wrestling that'd be awesome rpg yeah <laughs> that would be amazing it would with their character creation yes when I heard them say that, I was like, this is gold. Yeah. Like, please make Do it. this game. Do it. <laughs> Even go out and get the WWE license. Yeah. I've actually dreamed of a wrestling RPG for over 10 years. Right? But it, it just doesn't exist. No one has done it. Oh, God. That'd be so good. Yeah. I When I heard that, I was like, well, I remember that was one one moment during the the long table discussion where I just sat up and was like. Yes, I was like pointing. in the air. I'm like, what? Yes, do this. Make it happen. <laughs> That's the cool thing about Obsidian too. Like they've done so many different types of of games. Yeah, you know, hell, a lot of people forget they started Armored Warfare. Mm-hmm. They've made a tank game, and they've also made a uh, an espionage game. Alpha Protocol is actually Alpha my Protocol favorite Obsidian game. I love that game. Uh, also, Fallout New Vegas Fallout is New like Vegas. my favorite Fallout. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. Do you remember before? When, uh, when Bethesda was teasing uh, a new Fallout, before people knew it was Bethesda, there were a lot of people tweeting at Obsidian, like, is this another Fallout? Like, they oh, yeah. want Obsidian oh, yeah. to make another Fallout game. Yeah, they do. You know, to the point where Obsidian had to say, like, if they ever want us to, we're down, but it's not our call. Yeah. You know, with that, that is the level of, of fandom for any Obsidian game. Like, yeah. it just really and inspires then look, people. Look what they did with South Park. Yes. I love The Stick of Truth. Yeah, they made a great game there. Yes. So it's like... They're super talented and very diverse and like able to do a lot of different things well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a, the pause screens are really interesting to read too. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is kind of, um, pause screens. This is technically the th- third. Long read I've written to have mm-hmm. pause screens, but only the second where I formally titled Called them pause, pause screen. screens. That's yeah, right. there were there were side chapters of Doom. Like the first half of Stairway to Badass was the making of Doom 2016. The second half was a look at how the Doom community has kept the classic games relevant mm-hmm. through mods and speedrunning and so forth. But then uh, I brought the pause screen feature back from Rocket Jump, where you know pause screens—they're basically extra chapters. They're kind of interludes in the main story. <laughs> You're tormenting our producer. <laughs> she can't concentrate to do her job. I'm sorry, Lola. Uh, and yeah, like so, the the way it's structured is, you know, beneath the starless sky's main story is the making of Pillars of Eternity one and two, and kind of a history of Obsidian. But then the pause screens go into detail on the Infinity Engine RPGs, mm-hmm. and I also do it from different angles. I I talked with James Olin, who is the the creative director of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, to write a making of the first game. Yeah. But then for the second game, I thought, you know what? I I like to switch up formats. I like to experiment with that. So I talked to David Gator, who is one of the writers on Baldur's Gate 2 and also the director of, of Dungeon Siege and other EA properties. I talked to him about romance in Bioware games because Baldur's Gate 2 was uh, the first Bioware RPG and kind of one of the first main RPGs to make Romance a thing. Yeah. And it was interesting, you know, talking with him, he said, Romance never became (coughs) the core of our games, but it was something we considered for all of them, just because it got more and more popular. Mm -hmm. And so it was was just really interesting to cover all the Infinity Engine RPGs from different angles like that. Oh, yeah. No, there's because that genre depends on so many different kinds of developers and and people who can work at a studio you know it, story story is so important uh in in an RPG especially right. that style and also uh conveying things through text which is kind of at the core of that of like the computer RPGs of the of their day you know it was a lot of reading compared to uh, a mindless shooter or something. It, yeah, and it was um that's the interesting thing, you know, <clears throat> the Infinity Engine games. It was this it was this Perfect Storm where BioWare was building their own their own proprietary engine. Yeah. And then Interplay had the Dungeons and Dragons license, and so this it was Interplay publishing, Black Isle producing, and BioWare developing this game on a homemade engine in a Dungeons and Dragons setting. And that's, you know, Pillars of Eternity. What's cool is that we learned a lot about how those games harken back to the Infinity Engine games, but they're not based on a license. It's it's Obsidian's own world, their own rule system, their own Mm -hmm. game systems. And so it was really kind of fun to learn about how, you know, where they wanted to definitely kind of hook the game to the Infinity Engine, but also kind of do their own thing. Yeah. No, I think it's also important... From a game making perspective, to yeah. wanna have your own rules instead yeah. of just being stuck in the same rules of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, the same roles, the same everything. Yeah. Getting to <laughs> innovate on that and getting to say, Hey, what could we do that we think's better? I think is like a cool thing to see. It is, and it, you look at uh, for example, Gazillion, I think it was last year where, you know, Marvel Heroes when it launched several years ago, it, it had a it kinda stumbled, but it got better. Mm-hmm. But then Gazillion loses the Marvel license and the game shut down. Yeah. Obsidian's never going to lose the Pillars license because that's theirs. Yeah. They have a lot more flexibility and freedom with that. That's true. And so that's a good thing for that. I mean, the same thing kind of happened. I wrote about this. One of the reasons Obsidian was founded was because Interplay had, after Brian Fargo left, was kind of pushed out um interplays management let a lot of things slip through the cracks one of those things was the d&d license so suddenly black isles realizing like oh we can't keep making Baldur's gate 3 because our company lost the d&d license so that that project's dead in the water oh god yeah so yeah that's a high level of incompetence it's pretty bad yeah i mean that's really sad yeah but yeah that happens and that's that's why they've had this balance at their company of license you know working with a license and working on uh new ip yeah and talk about just two home like they've really hit two home runs in a row with the pillars series they did they did and they now have a community that is behind them and it's a lot like the Baldur's Gate Ticks. yeah you know and it's just cool that like in this day and age there was you know that's that's why they kind of got in on the kickstarter gold rush Yeah. Where it was a time when a lot of publishers were saying, eh, Wasteland, Baldur's Gate, that stuff doesn't sell. And that was an interesting point Josh Sawyer, the game director over there, made. He said, you know, I never found any financial basis for that. Publishers were just more interested in games that took advantage of 3D graphics cards, which Mm -hmm. were becoming a thing. In other words, first-person shooters. First-person shooters kind of killed off point-and-click adventures and certain types yeah. of rpgs you yeah know. and also the consoles and consoles were they were know, moving definitely... away they were moving away from that kind of rpg towards yeah final fantasy 7s and 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 yeah. whatever it's 3d know? everything zelda ocarina of yeah Time. exactly it uh, was and, just... and then grand theft auto in 2001 everyone was like okay whoa yeah you now know. like yeah we're all going to make this open world game yeah and it became a chase for that yeah so it was almost like it's like if everyone just dropped what they were doing to make magic leap games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's not happening. Imagine. Oh man, holy crap! I, I tell me about this stream thing. today. It was painful. So they're just they're talking about this headset, and at no point during the three hours it felt like did they actually put on the headset and actually show a real demo. That's not a good sign. It was all videos that we were playing, sometimes not playing. So one time there's like, wow. he's like, okay, I'm going to show you this goat. And then like, he's like, oh, the video's not working. So there's a goat. And you're just like, what the hell is Like, this? what is going on right now? You yeah. Know, it's like all the, you know, like, I know that there's like a lot of pomp and whatever to Apple events. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they make it a big deal every time they do anything. Yeah at least it's got good production value it, it does that when they when they when They've they worked have out those, the kinks right this is know? just like awkward and dumb yeah and that and at no point did they say anything about sales of the product or how they're gonna grow it it right. was just about this they kept talking about the magic verse like it was a real place yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah this this one lady pulled up a slide and i just i i saw i just shook my head i was like if 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 I'm ever going to shut down Shack News, I might just post this picture. It's like, I will not die an unlived life. I will not live in fear of failing or catching fire. I choose to inhabit my days to allow my living to open me, (laughs) to make me less afraid, more accessible, to loosen my heart until it becomes a wing, a torch, a promise. I choose to risk my significance to love so that which came to me as a seed goes to the next as Blossom. And that which came to me as Blossom goes on as fruit. That was a slide that they showed (laughs) this fresque thing. This this was at a a keynote. That was a slide, David, (laughs) that they put on their stage. Wow. I had to read that to you. Thank you. But holy crap. I was moved. Right? My bowels. Right? Were moved. Holy crap. Yeah. They're dead. That's like a suicide pact. Yeah. that That is definitely, like, that's, like, I don't know. I feel like even Apple has never crawled that far up their own. Apple would never put that many words up on one slide, no, ever. No. There was a rule. Yeah. And there's a there's a font size. See, they have those standards. They have, like, they have those little details. It's like you got like, there's way too many words on this slide. You gotta, you gotta cut out like eighty percent of these words. Yeah, it needs to be big words with statistics next to them. Best iPhone ever in like hundred fifty point font. Yeah, not a sonnet or whatever the hell that was about death. I was like, oh I don't my. know what that was. Right? What was that? I don't know. Whatever it was, it had no point. And th- th- that sums up hours of this just spent talking shit not talking specs not talking about how you're gonna grow not talking about dev kits not talking about getting people access did they show anything of substance any no hardware nothing. no software nothing they they had a couple software developers come out on stage <laughs> and talk no uh, insomniac Ted price was there okay and he showed off a experience that they call seedling. Mm-hmm. And then there was another game. Uh, I can pull up the name of it that was announced. I, I guess as playable. Hmm. I think it was announced. Uh, is it an interactive version of that poem? Because <laughs> it's called Doctor Grodport's Invaders, and it's like this. You remember that AR shooting game in Nintendo 3DS? Face Raiders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Face Raiders, but for Magic Leap. Huh. Without faces. It's just robots Hmm. that you shoot in AR with a really bad field of view. It sounds like Magic Leap took quite a leap today. Magic Leap is the worst bait-and-switch I've ever seen in the tech industry. I saw an article you put out. Something to the effect of, come watch the stream while this company still exists. Yeah. I was like, wow, awesome. That's harsh. But now I think maybe you were too nice. I think I'm being pretty honest. I'm like, this is like the death throes of this company. Yeah. I think they had to ship a product to meet some sort of funding milestone. Yeah. So they shipped it, and it's not doing well because it's like $2,300. Sure. And it's like, who the hell's going to buy this thing? It's got a shitty field of view. And then there's like VR headsets that are struggling to sell with better fields of view and better software support. Do you so think It's like, who's going to take a risk on this? Is there going to be another event like this at this time next year for Magic Leap? I don't know. I doubt it. Maybe. It really depends. It's a great question because it depends on how much runway they have left. Yeah. And I don't know that but i think that they i think part of their funding required them to ship a product this year mm-hmm. so they did and i don't know if they have like multiple rounds left in them i don't think they do cuz I, I don't know what they have that's proprietary yeah so that's really the question yeah but do i think another company like microsoft with hololens or google with something or apple with something could easily squash them yeah. yes you know mm-hmm. i think it, i think it's what i'm seeing in this space that it's like the downfall of innovation Mm -hmm. is the the weaker hands show their hand yeah they're like here's what we're doing get excited Mm -hmm. you know oculus did that and now magic leaps done that Mm -hmm. and like the giants who are working on something similar maybe ...are not saying shit. They're just sitting back and listening to everything that's wrong with their competitors. Yeah. It's what Apple did with the tablet for like a decade before releasing the iPad. Yeah. They just watched Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer fumble over themselves trying to make a tablet built on Windows. Yeah. Right? And and really dumb comments like when Ballmer said, like, I need a physical keyboard on my phone or my yeah. PDA. Yeah. And, and just, Jobs just kind of like, mm, you know... No, it was just, I think the, there's a interview with Steve Ballmer where he says no one on earth yes. will buy a $600 smartphone. Yeah. And now average selling prices for smartphones are over $900. Yeah. Which is, yeah. He couldn't be more incorrect. Right. And it speaks to where Microsoft was then. Not shitting on them now. Mm-hmm. They have a new CEO. He's brilliant. Yeah um but i feel like facebook's there right now with oculus oculus is basically their xbox or tablet division and like magic leap is this little fart company that popped out of thin air with a bunch of vc money Mm -hmm. because it was hot right they got a lot of money and they're spending it eventually they will run out of money and if they don't have a viable product they're not gonna i don't i just don't see them being the one no This is not the IT product that we've been waiting for. The IT product of 2018 is the Shaq News hoodie. But. Oh, absolutely. But if we're excluding Shaq News products, right? For, you know, conflict of interest purposes. Sure. It's the Tesla Model 3. That's the coolest thing in the world right now. It is. Right. It is. Yeah. I agree with that. Right. It's the Tesla Model Three. Last Mm -hmm. year was Nintendo Switch. This year's the Model Three. Yeah, it's not a Magic Leap headset. Nope. No one gives a shit about the twenty three hundred dollar Magic Leap headset. No. You know. After today, they definitely don't. It's not like I. They had maybe thirty five hundred people watching their stream. I I guess it's, it's not like it's not like no one cares. People care and. I care about AR. I don't want to sound like I'm bearish of AR. I believe in AR. I think AR is going to be bigger than VR. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. We just don't have the hardware yet. When you have Google showing off, well, oh, we got some new AR stickers. You can put childish Gambino sticker. Yeah. If that's where we're at right now, we are so far away from a breakthrough AR device. Yeah. We're not it's not next year. Right. So I feel like these companies were built on where the next big thing they're not going to be, so they will fail. Right. There's so many companies you can point to throughout history where there is an innovative moment, right? Mm-hmm. AR headsets, what they're doing, fig- they're figuring out stuff. They're trying to figure out how we're going to interact with the uh, – they're calling it spatial computing. Yeah. They're They're doing a lot of good R&D work, but someone else will be left – to reap all the pre- the benefits right there'll be a better platform to develop for mm-hmm. So that's why i looked at it from a developer standpoint and i'm like yeah i don't know how you would want to take a risk on magic leap at this point well let me not unless that tr- you could easily port it to iphone not that i'm necessarily trying to soften the blow but just because nothing is all good or bad do you look at magic leap and do you see a glimmer of of a good idea there that maybe someone else should look at and, and build on yes Oh, no, there's there's so much right with it. Yeah. It's just like they couldn't make everything perfect. Right. It's like the difference between this company and Apple is if Apple sees something that's this bad, right. they don't release it. No. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Is that because you, in a VC world, right. you have to show, you, do. you have to have something. Yeah. You have to have something to get the money. Right. So they were pushed. To release this. I have no doubt that there's probably something way better at Magic Leap the company than what they were able to put together as a product. And that's my point. Is that like where we need AR to go to where we are is so far apart that I don't think they're gonna be the company to bring us there. Do you think were they obligated to do this event today, or do you think the wiser course of action would have been like to push it off? Like, do you think anyone know, over there knows, like, wow, this was kind of a train wreck? And gonna- I think they're oblivious. It's like it's uh, David jagendo from uh, Upload VR. We were yeah. tweeting at each other. Today. He described it as a cult. I'm like, yeah, it kind of feels like a cult. Like they're just all drinking the Kool Aid. They yeah. all have billions or millions, you know? Right. They're made. They already paid themselves. Right. So they're kind of like, "Wow, this is fun. Let's throw a party." Mm-hmm. Like, if you knew that you had already secured your money, and it didn't matter if your company failed. Yeah, would you care? You'd just spend the money until your runway ran out. I guess so. It, yeah. It, it, it's it's if they care or not, and I'm just not sure. I don't. Did do you remember the whale demo? Yes. It's, like, this amazing, like, oh, my God, look at this whale in the middle of an arena. Yeah. It's, like, a basketball thing or something. Well, I saw that. It made me think of the shark from Back to the Future 2. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And what they showed today, they're like, hey, we finally gave you your whale. And it's nothing like that. Yeah. So it's, like... That's what bothers me about this company. That's why I don't trust them at yeah, all. Yeah. Is that what they've given us versus what they claim to be able to do yeah. has been so far away. And they rarely show demos live. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's hard to do. Yeah, But Apple did an HTC Vive demo on stage, at, I think, two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's possible. Sure. Um, and I've seen other other companies have done vr demos and other things on stage right to not do demos live is weird Uh, that is or at least to not have a like a hands-on area afterwards. they did they did oh they did today yeah okay so there's a hands-on thing hmm yeah yeah but no i I agree i think you need both halves to make that whole like you need to do some live demos and then also say hey come get your hands on this you Mm know and i there's no way to buy it in Ohio. I think you have to order it. There's no like place you can go to try it. Right. Yeah, I just think they have a lot of challenges. Yeah. And if, if Oculus is struggling to sell Rifts, and if Vive is struggling to sell... Well, maybe Vive's not struggling anymore. Some reports are saying that they're maybe near a million units sold. Hmm. Which isn't terrible. No, no. It's it's really not for that price point. And, yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm like, you know, maybe... We'll see. I'm just curious how many they can sell at 2,300 headset. When yeah. it's that? The fact that it's 2,300 dollars. I, mean, I understand developers kit. Like, what does that mean for like what would a good version of that cost? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's 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 glaring issues with it. Mm-hmm. If the field of view was better and it didn't look like I was looking at a box that had it's like it's like you have like a little box in your your own field of view, mm-hmm. right? What you can see. And inside that box is the AR world. Right. If you could have made that more immersive, that would have been better. Right. And then also like when you get close to things, I haven't I haven't actually tried this. I just watched multiple hands on from it. Uh, Tested did a great uh, breakdown of it. Mm-hmm. It just feels like you're in like the early early days of AR. Wow. Well, yeah. And then from a graphic standpoint. The drastic fall off from what their demo, their early demos before they ever talked about a headset, mm-hmm. to now, is like just the biggest bait and switch I've ever seen. Yeah, that's where I'm like, you know how sometimes game companies get caught doing that. Yeah, it was a big thing. I the think puddle, about- the puddle and play in the Spider Man for PlayStation Four, like that. But go back even further; it's like PS2 early PS3 and 360 era where. There was such a delta between, like, CG trailers that were used in marketing and the in-game graphics. Yeah. You know. That's why gameplay has always been... uh, That's why it's such a huge keyword. Yes. On YouTube and on Google. Yeah. People want to see gameplay. They don't want to see trailers. Right. Um, Because trailers can be anything. Even Nintendo says it on theirs. They're like, this is not actual gameplay right i think they said that for the luigi's mansion thing that they showed Mm -hmm. when they announced it for switch yeah 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 they did yeah hey how about that luigi's mansion amy's pretty excited about that i am too that's gonna be great yeah um and then there's smash brothers coming out smash brothers is that the next maybe last big switch game for this year i know it's not really your demo but let's go pikachu and let's go eevee are coming that's right next month. I have heard so much about those, like I guess part of my brain thought they might be out already. No, they come out uh November and okay. there's a Pokeball plus accessory. So just so just so I'm clear, since I don't follow these games as closely as some, uh uh-huh. these games are it's just the console version of Go. Basically. Yes. Okay. But you can actually walk around and you can battle other trainers in okay. the game. AI trainers. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's more like a traditional Pokemon game than Go. That's cool. And you can import your Go Pokemon into Pokemon Let's Go. That's, yeah, that's awesome. You can train them. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. And then you can also take one of your favorite Pokemon and put them inside the Joy Con ball and take it with you. Yeah, that's awesome. Come on. Yeah. That's honestly the coolest thing about it. Yeah. And that sounds cool. I want to get that just so I can have. I'm going to go Pikachu most likely. I I imagine most people will. I basically by the way, you're in the middle of an Eevee infestation. Like you can get an Eevee here in my backyard anytime you want. Oh yeah. There's like there's there's just Eevee's living back there. <laughs> Pretty sure of it. Uh I whenever I play in my my house cuz I I can just find Pokémon in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. Um I do find Eevee's back there. Uh and then when I was really into it, I would go to the Starbucks. That, that's a Pokestop. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you know, the sign for Kent State Stark mm-hmm. on the corner of Frank and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a Pokestop. And then also the entrance into like where it's like Stark State on the left and uh-huh. Kent Stark on the right. Uh-huh. That's a Pokestop. I know where all the wow. Pokestops are in Canton. You do. I've gotten them. Damn. I, I have them laid out. So, yeah, I st- I still... I play that game from time to time. Mm hmm. It's not so. And like when I'm in a new place, I play it. Mm hmm. Because it's just cool. Because like, I've been playing it now. My brother and my nephew and I are all on the same account. Ah. Uh, so he's like level 38 or something. Like. Okay. And just. He gets a kick out of it when he sees me check in from like Tokyo or something. Yeah, that's cool. You know. Yeah. And or I, I played Pokemon Go when I went to Nintendo headquarters. Right. Like how oh, you I, got to. Hey, how do I not do that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably get uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, I'm interested in that game too. It's I mean. not. I played it. It's not well anything special. Mm-hmm. But know? it'll sell a lot it will switch. yeah it will because it's it's and there's a lot of people who have pokemon go and still play it oh and this will be the first pokemon game on switch that's so true that's something yeah that's true uh it seems like and i think they're already doing bundles so oh yeah speaking of the first something on switch also if you realize you have nine days to prepare to die oh i already switch. died I died on Switch in I, Japan. I know. I died like five times in a minute. Tell me a little bit more about your, your... Was this your first Souls experience, or have you played with any of the games before? Have I ever played a Dark Souls game? I don't think so. so this I, is your first... Because I, I had played Bloodborne. Eh. That doesn't really count, right? Mm, no. But I played a, a decent amount of Bloodborne. Yeah, okay. No, Bloodborne, Bloodborne counts, but the pace is very, very different which okay. you might have gotten a taste of. Bloodborne is it's almost a fighting game. You can do yeah. like there are actual combos programmed in for the weapons. The pace of combat is much faster. Souls game is games are more like chess. I like them better. That's true. Uh yeah, this will be interesting. You're going to pick this up for Switch. I will. Yes. I will be playing that game.
1: Yeah. I will die a lot. You will. But I'll I'm going to roll I'm
0: going to roll with you. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna stream this. Okay. It's gonna be fun. We can do this. Yeah. I'm gonna die a lot. Oh, I know. Maybe I'll play better when it's not in handheld. Because you know how the parry and all that is on the shoulder? Yeah. That's kind of tough in handheld. It it kinda is. I they did the network test. This must have been three weeks or so ago now. Yeah. And Amy and I both tried that. First of all, we both broke our brains because you know, on Nintendo, A button is confirmed, B yeah. button is back. In Dark Souls, uh, you actually press B to, like, pick stuff up from the ground, open doors. A is what you hold to run. So it's really weird. Like, we would get used to having to press B in-game to confirm. Yeah. But then we would, like, if, so if you go into the network option, you can set up a, a password so that friends can join, and the password interface comes up, and it's a typical Switch or Nintendo interface where you're hitting A to confirm and B to go back. <laughs> Man, like, my brain hurt. It was, it was a weird thing. Because, you know, on – so far dark souls has been on playstation and xbox hardware yeah and they have their a or confirm button in the same place yeah circle or circle or x X or a A. A. yeah yeah, i'm sure uh yeah it was just a it's just a weird thing a little thing it's funny i have this conversation with my nephews because they are obsessed with fortnite Mm -hmm. and they're like why are Nintendo buttons so weird? And I'm like, nope, it's the other way around, oh. kids. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Nintendo Amy Amy's always like, why does Nintendo have to be different? I'm like, dude, Nintendo got here first. Yeah. Why A they, has it been on the right is the B A, is on A, the left? Why is the A button in the wrong place? I'm like, like no, no, it's in the wrong place on every other device. That's that's it exactly. And I'm like, sorry guys. Yeah. I was like, you know what? deal with it yeah that's what i told them i'm like sorry kids you're just gonna have to get good the weird thing is in japan sony does it the right way circle is confirmed yeah x is back but yeah. here it's the opposite yeah so sony and microsoft just are just trolling nintendo is right yeah did you hear uh sony confirmed hardware oh did they, they said, playstation 5 uh, they, they didn't say playstation 5 but they said we're obviously gonna keep working on a new hardware platform oh, I'm sure I'm sure they've been working on it yeah that's usually how that works yeah it, sh- it should be out next year or the year after I it's really weird because Amy and I were talking about this too and she almost she feels like it's too soon but then I think about it I'm like, well, they're five years old this year. But the PS four Pro and the Xbox One X, those are supposed to extend the useful life. Yeah. That's they, what they they're told us. To. That's what they told us they would. They told us they would. Yeah. They told me that the Xbox One X is the greatest, most powerful console of the end. They did. And it's still worse than my Switch. No, not really. Well, kinda. I mean, kinda. it doesn't have a lot of the games I want to play. No. I'm playing those on PC. I don't know. I, I find myself playing switch more than either of the consoles i I do too you know and then Mm. yeah like you said there's pc for a lot of games yeah even madden's on pc (coughs) yeah man that was that was a big one for you that's a big win uh i haven't really uh dove into it but i kind of now that the browns are good by the way we should probably talk about this let's get into it they won another game how about that? Another game. Two games. Yeah. The two games you ah. predicted. So I'm I'm done. Anything out here is just gravy for me. Until they get to six. Because if they get to six, I win and you lose. That's right. I predicted six wins. I'm I'm comfortable with two. You you got your two. I got my two. I'm I'm golden. I don't know. Probably not gonna get six wins. But we're playing really well. Believe land awesome. I can't. I have trouble believing in this team. Fair. But. Okay. I'm rooting for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for them, too. I just can't be like, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're Ah, we're not. Slow down. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. So, like, for me, even just remotely believing in them, that leads down the slippery slope of thinking we're going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I'd rather not give myself any hope. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I didn't do anything with the Cleveland Indians this year. We still suck and lost in the playoffs. We got swept. Yeah. So I think like it's not me. It's no, them. it's not you. And then everyone's like, "Oh, it's the last year that we're gonna have, uh, you know, Chief Wahoo, yeah, as a logo." Right. We're still the Indians. Yeah. Isn't that the offensive part? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like what, wait wait a second. They can the change. Logo? They can change that logo and mascot to anything they want. We're still the Indians, right? Yeah. Like, what's the offensive part here, folks? Is it really the logo? Were you mad at me about the logo? Were you mad at me about the Indians? Yeah. Which, they, they're Native Americans, A. Right? Indians yeah. live in India. Yep. So, like, but when you think about it, just from an awesome centric standpoint, yeah. why I love my team so much. Right. I'm brown. Yeah. I love the Browns. Yeah. My parents were born in India yeah. before the partition with Pakistan. Mm-hmm. I love the Indians. Right. I thought there's I'm like, there's a team called the Indians <laughs> and a team called the Browns. Yeah. That I love. Yeah. Right. And then, like, Indians don't even identify as Indians. No. Nope. They're natives. So do we call ourselves, if we called ourselves the Cleveland natives, would they be mad? I, I mean, I think that kind of has a nice ring to it. I kind of like it. And I'm I'm someone, by the way, who's not upset about this. Yeah. But I like the Cleveland Natives. They also call our, you know, a lot of our announcers have been hip to this for a while. Yeah. So they call us the, uh, the tribe. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. So it's like, I'm just letting people know, like, everyone thinks we're suddenly, every time of the year, every October, Everyone's like, Cleveland's racist, because they have the Indians and Chief Wahoo. Yeah. You've heard this oh, how yeah. many years oh, now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Are we not racist the rest of the year? It's only this time of year <laughs> that Northeast Ohio suddenly gets racist. The, oh my god, the Cleveland Indians with Chief Wahoo. Yeah. Chief Wahoo's a cartoon character. Yeah. He's great. I Think about him. That's like a that's like a funny looking logo from an era. Where that was acceptable Yeah. To, to lampoon races. I guess that's, like, I'm not arguing in favor of it. No. But looking at their point of view, I guess they can say, like, that's as much of a caricature as, like, blackface. Yeah. And yet... It has been on this hat for like a hundred years. It has, it has, and it's been socially acceptable I mean, to wear those hats in everywhere. This, in the same conversation, people get some people are in an uproar about the the Washington Redskins. Yeah, and yet the Redskins are still called the Redskins. Yeah you know and still have that logo i think redskins like if i'm gonna choose to be offended by one or the other i think redskins is almost more that's way worse yeah way worse redskins redskins come on dude yeah like that's racist as fuck yeah that is indians yeah no not that racist no but misinformed sure 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 and but like i just think about as a kid identifying with that logo right seeing chief wahoo and being like yeah that's my team my team has that guy not the fucking new york yankees logo yeah and the yankees versus indians man you can't get rid of the indians if we no. get rid of the indians you have to get rid of the yankees yeah yeah i demand it we're really like inviting like a deep almost like tear out by the root sort of op- operation in sports hmm. really yeah. You know, like, I, I feel like this is one of those where you can't just change the name of one. Yeah. It's it's going to cause a domino effect. Yeah. Slippery slope. Yeah. And all I'm saying, all you guys cheering for the death of Chief Wahoo out there. Yeah. Careful. Slippery, slippery slope. Watch what happens. Yep. You might get rid of the Yankees. I, all you precious Yankees fans yeah, out there. Yeah. Oh, no. We'll take your fucking Yankees away from you too. Yeah. Yeah. That's offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's offensive, so yeah. especially the Golden State Warriors while we're at it. Let's get rid of them. (laughs) No, but the fucking Browns won, man. We have a quarterback. That's cool. We have a fucking quarterback. We haven't had a quarterback in forever. I know. We have a quarterback. It's awesome. He's good. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's pure Cleveland. Yes. And he's like, he's walked on to two college teams, right? Mm -hmm. And then got the starting job, right? Won the Heisman right and he's playing his ass off he's not perfect he's a rookie you know but it's definitely energized the team and we got uh miles garrett our defensive end is playing out of his mind i think he has like five sacks on the year Mm -hmm. it's one per game which is great Uh, he had that strip some he had the the strip sack fumble that was taken away from him against the raiders Mm -hmm. we would have won that game uh but yeah they're, they're looking good man we beat the fucking ravens Guess who I hate more than anything on earth? The <laughs> fucking Ravens. That is a great win. Right? Yeah. Fuck the Ravens. Yep. Oh, man. It, beating the Ravens, I was like, oh, this is going to be a great week. Yep. Like, yep. How could he not be happy about that? That's exactly right. I was like, this is just the best possible outcome for Northeast Ohio right yes. now. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Your first start against the Baltimore Ravens and you win, you're okay in my book, Baker Mayfield. I like this guy. Yeah. We got a quarterback. We got a really good defense everyone's really young the core of our team's very young Mm -hmm. this feels like the seattle seahawks like two years before they won their super bowl like it's a really good young team that if we keep together and they stay healthy they could make a run in a few years yeah that's cool that's how i feel about this team Mm -hmm. but i don't think we're going to the super bowl this year no 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 but people they want to jump the gun i think a lot of people are still riding high from 2016 (laughs) They just want to see Cleveland, you know, secure another championship. Oh yeah. We wanna win. Let's build Oh, the last team team to win before the Cavs was the Cleveland Browns in 1964. So it's I always wanted them to be the ones that broke the curse. Right. Because I felt like the Browns of the three teams. We're the most cursed. Oh yeah. You know, the fumble, the drive, yeah, yeah, red yeah. right eighty eight, like it's just so many different times. The move. The, the move, move. Yeah. yeah. And now this fucking expansion team that we've had to deal with since ninety nine. Yep. It's been shit. <laughs> it's yeah. been like eighteen years of dog shit. You know? It has. And like one or two playoff runs in there. And like God knows how many quarterbacks. So it's just nice to like finally have a quarterback. Yeah. And have a good team and a good running game and, like, actually see my team and be like, hey, this is good football. Yeah. It's been rough. I watched every game last year. I watched the whole 0-16 season, dude. Yeah. Because I'm a Browns fan, you know, and it's like, have you seen The Good Place? No, but I've heard – I want to see it because I love Ted Danson. You have to watch this. Yeah. I'm not spoiling a whole lot. Okay. I don't – yeah, but you get points, apparently, for being a Browns fan. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. If you're a diehard Browns fan that's never given up on them, you get points. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So just 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 some light. That's like literally from the first few seconds of the show. Okay. okay. But uh I I was like, nice. Nice little detail. Yeah. I s there's gotta be some writer on that staff that's from Cleveland. Yeah, there's gotta be. Uh yeah. but I think it's uh one of the creators of the office. Made it. Oh, cool. It's really good. I've been, I'm almost done watching the second season of it. I just started wow. watching it last week. It's like one of those things where I'm like, yep, next, next, next. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, it's three in the morning. I should go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I fall asleep while it's playing. Right. On this couch, mm-hmm. as I tend to do. But yeah, the Browns won. It's awesome. That's awesome. Two. So, two wins. We're 2 2 and 1. and And if we had a kicker worth a damn, we might have been 5 and 0. Oh. Mm hmm. And I could kick better than this dude from, I, like, I think I can make an NFL extra point. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I could. So if they need me to admit, at least just kick the extra points, I could do that. Because it's like, I see this, and I'm like, is it nerves? What's going on? And it's it's across the league, too. They moved back the extra point. It used to be, like, you would hike it from the three-yard line. Now I think it's, like, the 15. And, like, accuracy is just taking a fat dump. Right. I also think that it's like years of the NFL not valuing kickers, mm-hmm. so like talented kickers are playing other sports. Oh, interesting! You know, they're yeah. playing soccer or they're playing rugby. Or, you know, something oh, okay. that they could actually make money in. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I think that's part of it. But yeah, our kicker—he barely hit that game-winning field goal. <sighs> It was the ugliest field goal I've ever seen, but it went. It was good. It counted. Yeah. No, it was the most Cleveland Browns win. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was an overtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, with yeah. six, like seven seconds to go or something, that we kick a, a game-winning field goal. That is a Cleveland Browns ass. Cleveland Browns win. Yeah, like we almost lost that game so many times, <laughs> and it's just that's what I mean. Like when you have that team that doesn't give up, it, it feels good. Yeah, it does. It does. Cleveland, Northeast Ohio. We can be down and out, but man, the feel good moments feel really good. Yeah, we got, we there's like nothing else to do, so we're gonna be we're gonna be happy for our Browns, right? Uh, but yeah, fuck Bud Light and their victory fridge bullshit. Yeah, that was some bullshit. That was that's piss water. But yeah, that was the Browns' hot minute of the the last. It's I mean it, and it's now actually hot. Last year <laughs> we were kind of running cold. I mean, we would just we didn't really talk a whole lot about the Browns. There we wasn't still had a lot of good to say. We had LeBron. We had LeBron. It was easier to talk about LeBron that, and the Indians. Yeah, that's true. The Indians were not as terrible as they were this year. No. Yeah, honestly, like, I don't know. A lot of people say it's the manager's decision-making that led to this. He pulled pitchers early that were doing well. He left pitchers in longer than – and that's just – sometimes it's just luck, especially yeah. for a Cleveland team to go far in yeah. anything. yeah takes a lot of luck it does uh so that's why when i like when we talk about 2016 it's always very special we'll know that that was a special thing that happened right uh because i don't know if we're gonna see another one anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> like, i i don't i think the browns might be our best chance really yeah because in in the major league baseball there's no salary cap right so the Yankees can spend a billion dollars on their salary if they want to. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think they do, but they spend, like, hundreds of they millions could. a year. Yeah, yeah, And the Indians don't. So we only can compete when we have, like, really good young teams, you know? Mm-hmm. And then eventually those guys become free agents, and then the Yankees or the Red Sox pay them, and mm-hmm. they leave. Right. That's been the story of Cleveland baseball for years. hmm You know, we get good from like maybe like every five to 10 years. Ah, 95 was a good year. 95 and 97 were amazing. Yeah. You know, and you could argue that the Indians would have won the World Series in 1994 Mm -hmm. if they didn't go on strike. Oh, that's right. We were on fire. Mm -hmm. So it's that same team that came back in 95 and played really well. Mm -hmm. We could have won it in 94 too. So it's like, I don't know. I kind of hate baseball. And yeah, after being can, turned be... into a GIF, I'm I'm over it. Yeah, that's true. That's I'm I'm true. literally that. I'm, uh, that's my last impression of me in a baseball environment, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the reason I say that I think the Browns is that there's so much parity in the NFL because of their salary cap. Right. You can't just spend indiscriminately. You have to. You you reach a point where you can't spend. Right. The Browns are under the cap right now. So they could go out and sign whoever they want next offseason, you know, and they have a young team that are on rookie contracts, which are lower. Uh-huh. So they have this, like, three-year, five-year window where if they play their cards right, they could actually do some amazing things. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think they have a better chance of winning a championship than any other team in Cleveland. I can now, see that. Now, what's interesting, the Cavs, <laughs> I saw them play a preseason game. And there was just, it was on. Uh-huh. So I watched it. They look like they're trying. Like, they're Eastern Conference champions, right? Yeah, yeah. Four years in a row. Right. And they don't want to give that up. They want to go back to the finals. Yeah. Which is insane. And I don't think they'll do it. But I'm impressed that they're trying. Yeah. The year after losing LeBron. Mm -hmm. Last time we lost LeBron, the team was pretty dejected and didn't try. Yeah. You know? I don't think it seems like we're trying that's good so i still love some basketball i don't i'm kind of with you i don't think the Cavs have as much of a chance to kind of do it for cleveland as as the browns mm -hmm. but i just i love basketball no i i it's my favorite sport of the three to play and then i yeah no I, i also love basketball and i went to a lot of Cavs games but i was watching them and i'm like there's like a chip on their shoulder too Mm -hmm. because lebron left right do you see what they did to the locker room yeah i did see that they uh so lebron's locker was in the corner yeah and they've turned it into a towel closet yeah i'm like wow yeah that's pretty fucking great (laughs) yeah that is great it's like i get it there's like even the locker room that makes sense yeah so it's like no one should sit at his spot no I, I that's I I get that, but to do that is like really funny. Yeah, because you're like, no one should sit here. Oh, by the way, it's a towel closet now. Yeah, and then when he comes back, they'll like push a button and it'll like be like the Batman switch <laughs> Just flip around. They'll flip <laughs> yeah. around and it's like LeBron's locker yeah, that's again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I feel like that's what they're. That's doing. the master plan. I like that. I, I like think that. that is the master plan. I think the plan is to get Brawny on the Cavs in twenty twenty. Five, LeBron's son.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get
0: him back in Cleveland on your team, and then you dra- You get LeBron back in free agency. Right. That's what they're going to try to do. Mm-hmm. And then he retires playing after a few seasons with his son. And is his son good? Pretty good. Okay. I mean, he's a different player. Sure. He's more of a guard. I'm not really looking for him to be equal to, to LeBron because I think that it's an unfair comparison. Yeah. But I'm wondering... Uh you know how he stacks up as a player no he's right one now. of the best prospects in, okay. the, in the country, okay, and he moved to l a so now he's playing in a better scene right than the northeast Ohio scene he was wrecking private school kids, really that's all I know he was playing at Old Trail, yeah, and he also was on the a a u team but yeah he was he old trail played my school he played Cant Country day school, oh okay, they used to like, they would play against us in sports. And, like, country day is so small. I think they have, like, 30 kids in a, in a grade. Yeah. So it'd be, like, come any sports season, they're like, so, who plays this sport? Okay, you guys are on the team oh, now. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> so, like, our soccer team, it was, like, and, you know, it was, like, half guys, half girls. Like, we we just couldn't field. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a whole lot of athletes in, yeah. our, in our little private school. So, can you imagine LeBron James' son playing against like a ragtag group? That's great. Day? That's great. That's what he was wrecking. So, they, they brought him to L.A. to have better competition. Yeah. So, for LeBron to care more about his son's basketball career than himself, yeah, it speaks to how good he thinks he is, at least. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think Bronny will be pretty good. Okay. I don't know if he's like going to be like the number one pick overall or whatever, but right. I think the Cavs are going to make a play for him. Mm-hmm. They should. Because if they can get him, LeBron will definitely come back. Yeah. And the way it's set up, LeBron has a four-year contract in L.A., and based on the current rules, LeBron's son would be eligible the year after his contract is up. That's interesting. Right? Okay. Because you can't come out of high school and go to the NBA anymore. Oh. That's That's what LeBron did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have to be in either in college or away from high school for a year before they let you play. Interesting. Why? What's the logic behind that? The NCAA must have lobbied them cuz their ratings were going to the toilet cuz the quality of people eh. going to college to play basketball fell. Right. Cuz all the people now they call them one and duns. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you, you you're like I'm going to go to this college, but I'm gone in a year. Yeah. You know that's that's who you're getting now. Yeah. So there, you know that's that's the way it's built. But I think going back to eighteen is fair, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think LeBron's pushing. Players' association is pushing for it. So we'll see. Because then, if if they somehow pass that rule in the next four years, well, then it'll just happen to coincide with LeBron's contract and the the Lakers ending. Nice. Okay. Which is a happy happy coincidence. I mean, it would it would be another. Feel good Northeast Ohio story.
1: I th- I'm you just know?
0: I'm prognosticating. Yeah, that happening. Yeah, I also think LeBron's gonna be sick of LA in four years. He will officially have seen all of the strippers, do all of the cocaine. Yeah, and his kids will have gotten arrested and in trouble a few times. <sighs> He'll yeah. have, he'll be spray painted again, like all mm-hmm. the all the good stuff that happens when you're in LA. Well, the traffic. I feel like he moved out <laughs> there for for career reasons, but also you know for his for his family. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think uh, by then, yeah, they're gonna be like, this place's not that great. No, <laughs> let's, let's let's leave. Get the hell out of here and go home. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I hope so. That's my call. I st- I still really like the guy. I have a lot of respect for him. It was so weird. I saw an I promise ad his school yeah i was like you motherfucker Mm -hmm. i hate you for making me like you yeah it's tough (laughs) isn't it it is this is a harder time for him to leave than last time last time he was an undeniable douche oh it was complete douchebag this time he's not a douche you're just like damn. well it's like look at, look at again we've talked about this but compare and contrast 2010 to 2018 2010 people like in the streets burning jerseys yeah 2018 kind of just a collective sigh yeah it's like you know? yeah well he tried yeah <laughs> i even saw i i saw like my family who posts almost nothing but sports they're like well yeah we figured but thanks lebron you know yeah. it's just funny uh yeah, I follow the guy who organized the Browns parade mm-hmm. in the Perfect Season Parade. Uh, his reflog underscore 18 or something on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He tweeted after the Indians lost yesterday. He oh, was really? like, uh, at least we have the Browns. <laughs> and I was like, That's Man. Cleveland making do right yeah. there. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's yeah. what that is. I was like, yup. Yeah, at least, a- least we got the Brownies. We really do. Um, Yeah, I just... Fuck the Ravens and the Yankees. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, kind of fuck the Astros, too. A little bit they tri- won last year. A little bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. Are there any, I doubt this is the case, but are there any former Browns players still on the Ravens who made the move in, in 99? Was it 99? I think it was, right? 96. 96. Wow, jeez. No players. Um, Ozzie Newsome mm-hmm. was our tight end, mm-hmm. and he was an assistant to bill belichick when he was a coach here okay in 95 okay um ozzie newsome went on to be the gm of the baltimore ravens Mm -hmm. and has done an amazing job that's cool he literally took our draft board out of cleveland brought it to baltimore in 96 and drafted ray lewis with a pick that they got when they were the cleveland browns Ray Lewis, that Hall of Famer, that linebacker that everyone loves with the Baltimore Ravens, all of the work done to determine that he was the pick was done in Cleveland. Yeah. That pick was made almost a year before in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he learned a lot from Belichick in that time he worked with him in Cleveland. Yeah. But, yeah, he's the only guy left over there that has anything to do with the Browns. Matt Stover was one of the play- – he was a kicker for us he went over there um no there's no there's no one left uh, there were some but they really that that team was gutted yeah uh when they moved because a lot of people were like you can't do this to the team a lot of people were free agents mm-hmm. that you know because we had built a team the year before that we thought was we you know i think sports illustrated picked us to win the super bowl yeah So it's like, we were supposed to be really good that year. yeah. And then Art Modell ripped uh, the entire heart out of the city and the players by telling them, you know what, you're playing for a team that is not going to be here next year. Mm -hmm. And you had protests going on. There were death threats for the head coach, even though he had nothing to do with it. I remember. Uh, So, yeah, it's different. You're right. Given how violently angry we can be in Cleveland, this post-LeBron 2018 reaction has been pretty pretty chill yeah and i i also think i think that him bringing fulfilling his promise and bringing home championship yeah had a lot to do with that yeah it's not like he came and said i'm gonna deliver a championship lost four years in a row and then bailed that's true you know no that's true but it also speaks to how lebron if lebron's somewhere for more than four years he starts to hurt the team yeah (laughs) yeah So I think he's like, this would be a good time for me to leave. And then in four years, you guys might be good again. and I'll jump back on this train because I will have ruined the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he also signed a four-year deal, which he never did with Cleveland. Uh, So when he came back, it was like two-year deals, extensions, etc. He signed a four-year deal because I think he's just getting older. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of him in Cleveland. No, I don't think so uh yeah which is why it's different and weird but it's definitely like there's a void in the town right now and right i think cleveland's always been a brownstown first mm-hmm. you know just we're how many miles from the football hall of fame right now like three yeah you know so it's like my uncle works there right My uncle works there yeah. oh really yeah that place has gotten pretty cool lately it has they've done a lot of work yeah they bought a ton of real estate near it mm-hmm. for really cheap i don't know I yeah. looked at it, I was like, damn, I could have bought, like, half of downtown Canton. I know. I still think about it. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's what I mean, though. Like, high school football's really fucking big here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. We're Ohio State fans. They're here. Like, there's there's just a lot of football. Mm-hmm. So, when the Browns are good, the city's paying attention to that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I do think that it's filling. they're filling a void right now, and... It's just great to have a quarterback, man. It's it is. It's it's awesome. It's exciting <laughs> to be a Browns fan again. Yeah. But at the same time I'm like I don't want to get too happy. Right. Don't want <laughs> to get your hopes up too much. Yeah. It's like how high do you want to let the foot raise before it stomps on your heart? Yeah, you know? You know? That's what I mean. I'm like Yeah. I've been down this road. Yeah. I I don't I don't want them to hurt me. But being the Ravens is a huge deal. Oh yeah. That's awesome. You know, to tie to tie the Steelers and beat the Ravens, those are our first two divisional games. Mm-hmm. We're in it. We're in the mix right now. Yep. And I hope we beat the Bengals, because fuck Cincinnati and <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> we're different. Yeah. like People, like they like to glob Ohio all together. Mm-hmm. Like, Ohio, it's a bunch of farms or whatever, you know? They like to paint us with this brush that we're a bunch of hicks or something. It's a very broad brush. Right? Yeah. Hey, I live here. Right? not a hick no sorry nope not a redneck no sorry, guys <laughs> no you're definitely you know what not mean? so it's like i northeast ohio is different than south southern ohio yeah mm-hmm. and northwest ohio is different than northeast ohio mm-hmm. it's like three there's like three or four different ohios within the state you know so it's just don't generalize this but no. also fuck the bangles yeah, I hope we beat them, too. Yes. We're a very rare team, because I, I would argue that we are rivals with every single team in our division. That's true. We hate the Steelers. Oh, yeah. We hate the fucking Ravens. Mm-hmm. And then we have an in-state rivalry with the Bengals. <laughs> so it's like every single one of the teams in our division is a rival. That's the truth. The Ravens used to be us. The Steelers... Just fuck the Steelers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Bengals. I don't know. I just never understood it how the Steelers are 45 minutes away from us, and they've won, like, six Super Bowls, and we haven't won one. Yeah. Just statistically, you think, like, a reversion to the mean is coming for Cleveland? You would think. And, like, we're going to win a Super Bowl soon. Yeah. Just because, like, statistically, we have sucked way too long. Yeah. It's just way too long. Yep. That you would just think pure randomness would lead us to this. (laughs) You would think. No, No, like... You would almost have to intentionally be trying to suck this long, yeah, to do this, and maybe that's the case. Maybe they've been scamming us. Maybe that's why I haven't. I haven't paid to go see a game. I almost want. I almost bought a ticket last. Really? Week. I was like, but it's at. It was at one. I gotta feed Lola. It's oh just, yeah, and she oh, likes yeah. watching the games with me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like our Sunday thing. Yeah, you know. So nah. Uh, I decided to just sit here and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it was glorious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's enough about the Browns. I could talk about the Browns forever. Yeah. Browns cast. Uh, all, oh, yeah. Back to video games. Mm hmm. Nintendo Switch Online. Did you subscribe? I've subscri- subscribed. We're doing the $35 a year plan. So Amy and I are on a family plan uh-huh. together. And. Uh, what have you played? Uh, I played double dragon there you go i like that game always like that game That game's great some people don't like the rpg system that the console version had compared to the arcade i kind of do yeah it's great because it gives you a like open new attacks open up it's exciting yeah uh i played about five minutes of super mario brothers three that's a good game it is it is the game that gave me super mario world so it's all right yeah um I did, I haven't played Zelda yet because I actually played that on the NES Classic mm-hmm. that I won. He did in glorious fashion. He did at, at the first uh, Quake Holyoke cool Tournament. Uh, and I'm like on I'm on Ganon. I have all the heart containers. I have all the everything. I'm oh on, really? I'm on the ninth dungeon. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I just beat the first dungeon on the Switch version. Mm-hmm. And I boy, the switch online. Yeah. Yeah. is that game great. It's it's it holds up, dude. Oh, no. doesn't just hold up. It's great. It's great. It's great. Oh, my God, dude. I love that game. You can see, like, that game is, like, digging down to the roots of Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. And that's why I think that's a big part of I mean, wh- how did I describe Breath of the Wild when we played it at E3 two years ago? Like, this is Zelda 1 mm-hmm. in 3D. And, uh, yeah, that foundation is still very strong. Oh, yeah. No, I'm loving that game. Uh, I jumped into that. The first game I played was Tecmo of course, yes, you love. Tech I mobile. won the Tecmo Bowl with the Cleveland Browns. Nice, because you can play through that whole thing, and it gives you passwords in case you lose, and you can mm-hmm. replay from that moment. Mm-hmm. It's before the games had save files or ROMs.
1: Yeah, so yeah, like dude. They
0: literally would give you a password that would correspond to a certain place in the game. <laughs> you know, I think Legend of Zelda was the first U.S. game to would use have a battery ROM. pack saves. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Before that, it was passwords or nothing. Yep uh which was awesome yeah and boy just everything about that game is excellent Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm enjoying playing that i played some ice hockey with one of my friends it's a great game that game's excellent it Mm -hmm. also supports online Mm -hmm. which i haven't done yet but i am willing anyone who wants to take me on in ice hockey nice i will play you uh i don't know if tecmo i think tecmo supports online i think all the multiplayer games do so i haven't no one else is ever on that wants to play me And and I I don't blame him. I'm really good at uh, Tecmo. Amy and I played multiplayer Dr. Mario. That game's great. (sighs) Great game. Um, Uh That was actually, I think that was her first time playing Dr. Mario. Did you see that they added a, it's like a bonus version of The Legend of Zelda with a save file? Just today, right? Yeah. I saw that and I'm like, I don't need that. Man, it gives you 255 rupees, the blue ring, the magic shield, the white sword, and like how many? I think you need five heart containers to get that sword, but it gives you like an even six or something. Mm-hmm. Like man, for noobs, yeah. But I whatever. I don't need that. No, you don't know. I don't know. Part to me, part the storyline of Zelda is you becoming stronger by mm-hmm. putting in the work. Yep. The the enemies that used to scare you, eventually, like you send them running because you're just so much stronger. Yeah. And I don't want to start strong. That's that's. No. that's not that you know miyamoto created that game because he would explore in the woods near his home and he was scared to go far but as he got older he got went further and further and further yeah and that's the story he's telling in zelda and i love that experience no it's so good um and yeah i i think nintendo switch online is a great value mm-hmm. we already have like 20 some games they just added solomon's key super dodgeball just um, today right yeah just today and then that noob zelda i think one other game we should call that noob zelda yeah noob zelda yeah chris wanted to like call it like zelda for casuals and i was like no noob zelda that's what we'll call it mm-hmm. um but yeah like, i that's cool though it sets a precedent it does that nintendo's like we're gonna give you special editions of these games yeah too. I like that yeah so okay yeah give me like the lost levels i'm down you know give me like uh th- oh yeah it was i think next month is the adventures of lolo which is like one of my favorite games yeah that's a good game uh how laboratory game that most people don't know exists a game that they should make a new one of mm-hmm, they should really nintendo's got that deep library that they just don't do anything with nah um so yeah except they dump it on the table for smash yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for Smash. Your favorite. Uh, uh, that game's coming up. Oh, yeah. It is. is that is that December? Yeah. Yeah. That's later. Nintendo gets away with that, man. They're like, yeah, early December. We don't care. Because this is going to sell like hot. The last Smash Brothers came out in December, I think. Yeah. They're just like, well, as long as we get it out before Christmas, yeah, this thing will sell. Yep. And they'll have a bundle, you know, for Switch. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have the... I think they have a pro controller. They already have everything lined up. So yeah. So it'll sell. Yeah, it will. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure... It's not a game where you're like, oh no, we're going up against Red Dead. No. It's you know? completely different. Yeah. yeah. like It was important for Assassin's Creed to get out before Red Dead. Yeah. It was important for uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider to get out before Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, But anything else like that's coming out this year it it fits it's smart for nintendo to go here's let's go pikachu and let's go eevee and here's smash yeah two games that we're not gonna compete at all with red dead no but what i'm wondering is like where the fuck's like san andreas for switch yeah i I would be all over that who wouldn't buy that like give me those games that game portable would be awesome yeah Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying they should just release the trilogy gta3 vice city and san andreas yeah Give us, give it now. Yeah. What are you waiting for? I'm w- Money I'm on you. the table, just sitting there. Uh, they instead they give us LA Noir, uh, which is fine. It's <laughs> it's not a Grand Theft Auto game. No, like, portable GTA. Like even when they brought it to DS or 3DS, it was fun. And San Andreas That's is good. on iOS. I was flipping around on the on the App Store. I'm like, why the fuck is San Andreas here and not on my Switch? I know. Like I don't want to play it with touch controls. No. But if you give me a Switch, oh man yeah i would i would play through that game again yep no problem mm-hmm. you could play that yeah i could see that being a, a game that i would get really into yeah oh another game that i've been playing on switch i don't think i've talked to you about city skylines you have you did mention that okay it yeah, is yeah, yeah. so good it's got problems uh-huh. right And I was like oh the performance issues who gives a shit yeah it's turn-based it's a, game it's not even turn-based it's a city builder uh, yeah 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 that's true i guess i oh yeah we were talking about like isn't Civ 6 coming to Switch? Did I think so. Did I make so. that up? My whole thing Maybe. was like, even if that game did have performance issues, it's the sort of game where you can just kind of lay back and chill anyway. Yeah. It's not... There's not a whole lot that No, you're like, oh, man if it didn't drop these frames like i would have done this yeah yeah. know yeah. it's you're gonna be able to do whatever you wanted to build the 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 sewer system is still gonna get built yeah it might drop a frame here and there and i'm, I'm sure that they're gonna push a patch that will make it better i'm sure they will but man the ability to just make cities while i'm playing that game portably i will leave i'll watch tv and play uh cities you know or yeah. like it was great uh, when i was flying back from san francisco i just built i built a city the entire flight that's cool i found a, a flight that goes san francisco to cleveland so there oh, is a direct flight nice so for future reference if you end up having to go to gdc okay you will have to go up to cleveland okay. And then other breaking airport news for northeast ohio people canton akron now flies to houston Oh, which man. is valuable for me and my family because yeah, yeah, they all live in houston and that's i live cool here. yeah but also if you don't want to fly through atlanta right for something right you could fly through houston now that's cool so that's a thing uh that's your airport hot report <laughs> i i subscribe to Canton akron's newsletter you do i do <laughs> there's a newsletter there's a newsletter dude for canton you akron need to you need our kit. two cities had to combine the 411 for a fucking newsletter for the airport oh for the airport for the newsletter. airport newsletter oh yeah i did not know that oh yeah i that's hilarious yep so do people read newsletters i hope i just started i one. know you started one yeah D- you don't know I don't. I know. I have close to like a hundred subscribers, so I was like, "All right, I'll send this out." But I've subscribed to newsletters. Mm-hmm. Like, I think GamesIndustry.biz. I'm subscribed to their newsletter. Yeah, but I never read it. I I feel like people look at like the table of contents just to find out like, do I what care about happened? anything in this? Yeah, I started that. it because of Beneath the Starless Sky. And then this month I have my second novel coming out. I just got my author copies today. I yeah. one to you. You actually have people interested in what you're doing. Yeah. It makes more sense. And then the Shovel the airport. Night book. And then the airport, yeah. Do you think the airport is really getting... I don't know. I didn't even know that was a thing. I, they were like, do you want to sign up for our newsletter? And I was like, yeah, Keck. <laughs> I do. Did But you still didn't know about this this United Airlines route. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's big news. That should have been in the newsletter. That's my point. It, i should be the editor-in-chief of this news you letters. should be yeah because i'm not busy no i clearly have time to do this right um what the hell were we talking about <laughs> uh basically clearing a path for red dead yeah that game yeah are Which you gonna that... get that i don't know no yeah. you never played the first one no you should play the first one i'm gonna wait for reviews because like why i'll give you a here's my rdr2 review it's great uh uh-huh i don't i don't um i've said this before i hold open world games to a much higher standard now than i did pre-march 3rd 2017 okay but the one that you have been playing from rockstar is gta 5 have you progressed in that at all no because i've been writing dude (laughs) because i'm not not busy okay now that you're i'll yeah. rephrase the question yeah now that you're not writing the largest long read in the history of shack news yeah now that you have time yeah are you gonna get back into gta 5 i think i am okay yeah because that game is by the same people who are making red dead 2 yeah i'm, I'm gonna all get all I'm back saying. into it i'm gonna get that, back into it that there's an open world game that came out before breath of the wild that's excellent and it is not like yeah. breath of the wild at all breath of the wild is very different yeah what i think's interesting though is that assassin's creed odyssey has taken cues from breath of the wild yeah that is interesting and they've tried to make their game more like that you and i'm be- like they're learning i kind of respect that team i think they even announced just recently like they're taking next year off yep and, and they i think should. that's smart you know release like they should do this two on one off yeah you know because Origins was well received Odyssey I think is being well received yeah and so don't let people burn out just give them a year off yeah and let them think of something yeah let them have time yeah let them have time to do something yeah Uh, but yeah it's no it's it's good to see Breath of the Wild finally influencing that Mm. I'm curious if the people in the rock star bubble have let that you know (sighs) I would say they would almost have to. Like Nintendo has as thick a bubble and they said that they've copped influences. Yeah, sure. You know. Oh, no, they I think yeah, they they would have to. But mm-hmm. they're also a company that makes one game every five years, so they might just be like, Well, we're in the Red Dead mines over here, so will <laughs> see you later. This kinda goes back to uh Yeah. Yeah, watching twenty twenty four, they're like, You know, this Red Dead Redemption one, this game's pretty all right uh yeah <laughs> you're gonna tell me yeah you'll tell me episode 200 of the shack cast i finally beat that red dead redemption game and it's actually really good you're like and oh you're two? right about, you're like, right about no. the ending no one was pretty pretty all right one is great <laughs> um i love i love the main character so many gta characters are just awful yeah that you don't like being them right they gave you a character in john marston that you actually like being yeah that's that's and he's actually like remotely like somewhat honorable or right. trying to be yeah that's cool that's we're cool. like trev or trevor trevor is, is terrible it's just a piece of shit i like i think his name is michael because he yeah. kind of reminds me like a tony soprano And i know i'm yeah. not supposed to like tony soprano yeah the sociopath that he is but i kind of do Yeah. Hey, see you like tony soprano even though he's a piece of shit yeah He's a likable piece of shit. He, he is. Nico Bellic was a likable piece of shit. I didn't like Nico. No one likes Nico except for me. I like Nico. <laughs> you guys are all wrong. You know Nico's what? cool. I might be conflating my dislike of GTA 4 with Nico. You just I don't like his care. cousin Roman. People just don't like Roman. I didn't like his cell phone. I didn't like his girlfriends. I didn't like his mini games. I didn't like his drive. You know what? <laughs> Fuck Nico. Man, I like Nico. <laughs> I liked that game. That game's not bad no it's not it's not particularly great either no that was such a step down from san andreas such a step down san andreas was the step down no awesome (laughs) no (laughs) no san andreas is like the high point of that series Mm, i would say five has been the high point oh i'm talking about when it came out okay and i don't think four cleared that bar Four was on a new system, at hey, least. Hey, Asif, what do you think about sitting in your apartment and watching TV shows as a mini game? I liked it. What do you think about bowling when the Wii and the Wii Sports exist? What do you think about <laughs> going on dates and having girls call you incessantly? That's fun in real life. It sounds like it'd be great in a video game. <laughs> hey, Asif. <laughs> I Okay. A lot of what you're talking about is not great, Fine, <laughs> but, but I, San Andreas would have been better if it was released on the platform that, oh, no doubt, you know, no doubt, GTA four came out on, because it's just, it felt like a cash grab, like they're like, well, there's all these PS2s out there, the world was great though. And it wasn't just one city. You had, like, really well done connective tissue between three major cities. Hey, Ossoff, what do you think about having turf wars? Yeah. What do you think about... Okay, wait for it. What do you think about breaking into a military compound, stealing a jetpack? Okay, that was cool. What do you think about going to Cluckin' Bell? Yeah, I've done that. Getting enormously fat. Or... Going working to the gym, out. working out, building yeah. up your stamina. Okay. I built up my bike riding skills so that I could outrace a train. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Okay. You did? <laughs> I did. You could outrace a train on I a bike? I outraced a train on my bike. And uh, then I accidentally sideswiped into the train, but because my bike balance was so good, I got knocked off a cliff, <laughs> he just which like smiling, smiling, and I landed on my wheels and just kept going. <laughs> San Andreas was great! Okay, And it should be on Switch. It, it should be on Switch. That's all I'm saying. With Vice City in three. Yeah, and I'll play oh, most of those. They could throw four in there and I'd play it again. Yeah. I guess it would make sense to do three Vice City and San Andreas because the, they're all the same platform. That was basically a trilogy. Like I don't know yeah. if you remember, those three used to be sold together. Like When they came to Xbox, yeah. they were sold in a bundle. Yeah. Because it was the same engine, you could tell. They just kept improving it from game to game. That would totally run on Switch. Yeah, it would absolutely would. It's PS2 era games. Why right won't there. they do that? I don't know. Do they hate money? They (sighs) must. They must. Yeah, that's my conclusion. That's got to be it. Um, But yeah, no, there's plenty of new games. You know, people are still playing Spider-Man out there. I've also I wanted you to get to talk about this in the Shackcast. You played Resident Evil Two Remake. Oh, I did. It's good, right? It's so good. It feels great. Yeah, it feels nothing like RE2. <laughs> it's got real-time 3D controls. I, th- I, I really like the update. Yeah, to it. Um, I've been looking at there's I think just with the past, uh, within the past week I guess another embargo lifted and there's Claire footage out mm-hmm. there like yeah. 20, 30 minutes of her campaign. I actually have it with no audio. It's the <sighs> I, still see, I still want to see. I still want to watch yours. Okay. Did you? Is this you playing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like, I love Claire. I love Claire and Leon. It's a big, like, Mm -hmm. Resident Evil 2 is special for a lot of people because, first of all, it was the last time that, it was the last time until 5 that Capcom introduced new characters. But what they did was they both had ties. Leon was a Star's officer, a police officer, so he was connected to Chris and Jill. Claire was Chris's brother, and so you care about her right away. And, I mean, I just, I love Claire. No, she's I always she's, thought she was the better story. She yeah, hers was the better story. Um and wow. also just like she kind of gets thrust into violence against zombies quicker, I think. She does. You know, so in the demo I tried, I was you know, there was I met uh Cherry or Sherry, Sherry. Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, Sherry and uh met her father too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it was they thrust you right into the combat mm-hmm. you know you're still have to manage your ammo you, there's still a lot of things you have to yeah. be mindful of mm-hmm. in that game you have to combine you know your inventory yeah. in intelligent times yeah <laughs> uh but yeah the combat felt really good compared mm-hmm. to the original re2 uh, and then just running just the, everything in the game feels better it feels like re7 yeah uh, or kind of like R E four. It's yeah, like a lot of people and I kinda described it with this way too, like when I played at E three, it felt like the best parts of two mixed with the perspective of four and the, the horror atmosphere and difficulty of seven. Yeah. It Capcom Capcom deserves a lot of credit because for as for as many times as they've messed up, they actually are one of the best publishers with a knack for reinventing a series, but cashing in on a name. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at Resident Evil 4 and 7, those games were so different from the RAs that came before them that they could have been a brand new IP. Yeah. But that's risky. So Capcom took a known name and reinvented it just enough to interest a new crowd, but also keep fans hooked. I think they deserve a lot of kudos for that. Like, that's really, really cool. And then coming... to pull that off, like, three times now. Yeah, and then coming back and doing this fan service, things that I noticed... Like, I instantly was, okay, there's, like, puzzles or whatever. And you know? I was, mm-hmm. like, unlock, mm-hmm. so you have to do. Yeah. And I was, like, wait a second. This isn't the same puzzle. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? yeah, I went yeah, yeah. the dev a few times, and I'm, like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, man. Because I was, like, they're, like, yeah, we didn't want people to just look up the old answers to the puzzles. So, yeah. we literally had to redo most or all of the puzzles in the game are mm-hmm. just slightly different. Right. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh Because that's... People who have already played the game or someone like you has played it multiple times, you know, and like it's one of your favorite games. Yeah. You already know what to do. Yeah. So they're not going to – they're making a game that you're going to not know what the hell you're doing. And I, I was – they did that with the first the – re, the RE1 remake mm-hmm. where a lot of the, the same rooms are still there but they remixed all the puzzles. because yep. you can't just fly through it. Yeah. Um, but I, I also like that a lot of the touchstones are still there. So it's like – some of the puzzles are similar, but you're just kind of they're they're looking at it from a new angle, oh, totally. which I think is cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. no, it's the same exact inspiration, like concept, almost. Yeah, same yeah. trying to goal that you're trying to accomplish, but they're just doing it in a different way, maybe in a way that they couldn't have done back then, right? With technology limitations or whatever, yeah, that they can now. Uh, so it's just cool to see that like there's like evolutions, yeah, in the gameplay design in the level design the environment, and the enemies. Just, like, everything has this polish to it. Right. Where it's you're, it's going to be a fight next year for you. You're going to be like, this is game of the year. Nothing else is game of the year. I, I'm going to see. It's going to be you and Brittany. Brittany's yeah. excited for it, too. man. Oh, it, it, it's excellent. She yeah. had a chance to play it at PAX. And Ozzy backed me at E3. He's like, this is the game of show. And yeah. Ozzy played a lot more stuff than I did. And Greg did. And Greg did. Oh, yeah. Greg, Greg and I would talk about it, like, he's an old school re fan he mm-hmm. loved to mm-hmm. he said he actually had to sell the game because he was so hooked on it. he just kept replaying it It was like interfering with school and stuff <laughs> yeah uh so yeah we have a we have a lot of uh what i what, what i really want to do is i want to stream it with charles because charles does not like survival horror games. he's a scaredy cat yeah he won't do it but i think it'll be hilarious yeah um get him to play it no we should uh and it's not that scary I think I think it has the potential to be a game that could be really So here's okay, the thing. I'm gonna, I, sorry, I'll backtrack. It's scary as shit sometimes. It can but be. Like, It's a video game, people. Don't- it, it is, but like, here's the thing. When I play a survival horror game, I love horror. Like this is my favorite time of year. Right now, I'm reading horror novels. Amy and I have been watching scary movies. It's not her jam, but she does it in October. Yeah. I am the sort of person that like when Amnesia came out in 2010, I didn't play it until it was night and I was alone. I could turn the lights off, put my headphones on. Like I want this I want to be scared because yeah. I want atmosphere to deliver. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people forget is, yes, Resident Evil 3 was subtitled Nemesis, and it had the tyrant who could stalk you, who could run, who could open doors. But they actually tested that in two. Yeah, that's right. In the A campaign, you fight William Birkin with the giant eyeball on his arm. Mm-hmm. But in the B, in the character's B campaign, you fight Mr. X, who can come through walls, who can chase you mm-hmm. and that is fucking terrifying. I just replayed that game recently. <laughs> on I played the GameCube version, which is just a PS2 port. Yeah. It's still scary, man. I don't know. To hear is. his, like, heavy tread coming down the hallway, and he just, like, robotically turns and is striding at you. And I'm like, man, with RE Engine graphics, if yeah. I don't poop myself, I'll be kind of disappointed. No, and, yeah, no, I I get it. RE games are scary. Yeah. But I just meant, like, I when it comes to, like, uh, an adult being afraid to play a video game oh yeah, yeah i have yeah, to yeah, call yeah. them out i'd be like it's a video game it's not going to kill you yeah, the, yeah, al- yeah. although there is a game out there that might kill you. we'll talk about it later okay uh but no like it's i'm with you it's entertainment i feel like the, the fear it's controlled fear yeah mr x is going to reach out of the screen and, and strangle you it's part of the entertainment value like although i would not play re7 in my vr headset yeah, i was that, like i'm good scary i'm dude. like i'm good i don't need to be in this world no nope. nope. <laughs> this world that's where i'm like yeah i'm good yeah but uh yeah it's just funny uh i i can't wait for that game to come out it's so good yep and like it's just funny how leon's like you know have you seen clerks He's like, I'm not yeah. even supposed to be here today. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. He, They did a good job of conveying that frustration that Leon yeah. has. Uh, I've, I got to play both uh, Leon and Claire's missions. Yeah, and it's just so good. I can't wait to see how they enter. If they're going to do a different intertwining of the stories that they did last than they did last time, or how they do it, yeah, uh, will be cool to see. And uh, the pacing of it. I think it's going to be fun. That's, the, that's, that's one area where I'm, I'm really hoping they improve, too, because like their, their A and B campaigns are unique, but they're also a lot. like You'll we'll go through the same areas and solve the same puzzles, and I'm like, well, it's weird because if you're having me run on a parallel track, then shouldn't Leon or Claire have already solved this? this? Yeah, exactly. And that's why Capcom has actually said there are not going to be four campaigns. There will be two, and they'll be pretty substantially different. Uh Whereas in in the original RE2, the only difference is where Leon runs into Ada, Claire runs into Sherry, and they fight different bosses. That's right. Um, So I'm pretty excited about it. And also just... So I was thinking about what you said. like What makes these games scary? And I think it's because horror has advanced to the point where immersiveness is really what makes the game scary. Like The more you believe you're your character, the scarier it can be. (laughs) And uh, there are little touches like amnesia. You would start to like... Like shiver and start to breathe harder. Yeah, that was immersive. I don't know if you noticed this, but like, especially when you're fighting zombies and they're close to you and they won't stop, like, Leon will go like, "Shit!" While he's reloading, like, it really like you yeah. kind of feel like that's probably what I'd be saying in that same damn situation. Oh yeah. Like, oh fuck. Just oh no. Out. I. And I it's, definitely. It's really well done. I no, they they do a good job of the ambient noise. Yeah. Scaring you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the environment. Yeah. Being creepy. No, I I get it. It's just. I've never been one to be too the afraid. shy to... away because of, yeah. Yeah, I, I always look at it just from an art standpoint. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Because like, I, I think the art the art style of RE2 remake is amazing. Yeah. Oh. And I love the, the setting that they've recreated. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my favorite settings in the whole series. Yes. So like, it's really exciting to see them do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had the booth at Tokyo Game Show. You know, where oh, so it, it awesome. was still, it still looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, and the zombies were there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, it, this is the game out of the whole franchise that I liked the most. Yeah. So I'm, I guess I'm biased that I'm excited for this more than the original RE remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I, I really liked four. Yes. You know, so if they, if they decide to do this with four, mm-hmm. I'd be very excited about that too. That'd be cool. Um, Maybe that would be next. I don't know. Right. I almost feel like they might go in order. Like, There's Capcom has actually said, like, you know, it depends on how these games do, but we're looking into more remakes. And I feel like if they have this engine ready, yeah, do three. Yeah. Then maybe do four. Maybe maybe Code Veronica, but then you're starting to get really far into the weeds. Like, do the yeah. numbered ones. Yeah, I think just do, like... One, two, like, two, three, four. Yeah. They don't really need to remake five. No, call it a day after four. Yeah. But I think if they get to four, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, and I hope RE2 does well. I think it will, because it's, it's different enough... That young kids will think it's a new game, mm-hmm. and everyone who bought it originally that loves this game will get it again. Yeah, I, I know just a ton of people who I follow on social media and the game's media are just going crazy over this game. It's really, really, really good. It's really good. And what what's interesting is horror games <clears> usually have to fight tooth and nail for consideration in things like Game of the Year awards because horror games aren't as mainstream as like your open world games or, sure. your, or even RPGs. I don't think Resident Evil 7 will be one of the top sellers of 2019, although I do think it will do very you mean, well. F- you mean 2. Or 2, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it will be a, well, like one of the big sellers of 2019, but I think like 7, it will be a critical darling. Yeah uh and i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing it's it's the most i've been excited for a game i think since breath of the wild yeah and uh i'm i'm, I'm super excited to play more in fact i've, I've noticed that like the capcom has announced a bunch of collector's editions and bundles for the consoles
1: mm-hmm.
0: i want to see what they have for pc because that's a game i want to get on pc yeah. like i'll play it on a console but i have a gaming pc that can run it and i kind of want to do that mm-hmm. so i'll have to see what they have in store for steam yeah um but no it's it's looking really good mm-hmm. and i'm happy for capcom they're having a, a nice resurgence yeah and that's the late. thing like they can turn stuff around they make mistakes like street fighter 5's launch mm-hmm. like resident evil <laughs> 6 but they i also have always given them credit for years for being able to be like you know what let's stop let's go back to the drawing board and let's make something really good you know they know they yeah. know when it's time to like go back and rethink things mm-hmm. i think that's cool nice I haven't, I'm actually surprised. I haven't picked up Mega Man 11 yet. A lot of the reviews were like, this is pretty good, but it's Mega Man. And as a huge Mega Man fan, I want that, but I also want a little bit more. I don't know. I, from what I've heard, it's just, it's more Mega Man. The thing is, like, so by the time Seven came out on Super Nintendo, I bought that game purely out of curiosity because it was like the first 16 bit core Mega Man, not Mega Man X, but like a continuation of the numbered series. Yeah. And what they did was when you had certain weapons, like Cloud Man had like a bolt of electricity, you could use it to power up certain equipment and levels. That's what I wanted to see more of. Like, I love the rock, paper, scissors bo- f- boss fights, but I also want to be like, how about giving me a new path through the level if I have this ice beam or this fire, this flamethrower? Yeah. I want to see more of that. It doesn't sound like they're doing a lot of that. You're just still going through a level shooting things yeah, finding the right weapon to kill the boss, which is like cool, but I don't know if it's $30 cool for me right yeah. now. I don't blame you. I think we had Kevin Tucker review it. Yeah. And one of his by bio- one of his little negatives on it was that it was too hard. Come on now, okay, K Tuck. I saw that and I was like, ugh Hey man. Mega Man one, Yellow Devil. If I you agree, were there, you know. But I agree. Yeah. The Mega Man games, especially one and two and three, were hard. <sighs> yeah. You know, they were always games. really fucking hard so when you like 11's hard I'm like of course it's hard Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be that's the funny thing like it's it's a different type of hard my understanding is I don't know if you remember but Mega Man 2 there was a a boss in Wily's castle where you had to use these turrets it was a turrets placed around a room but some of them were behind walls that you had to destroy with Crash Man's bomb but you also had to use the crash bomb to destroy the turrets but you didn't have enough crash bombs to take off the walls and the turrets so you have to destroy the walls uh-huh. die go back to restarting at the midpoint of the level farm kind of grind to restock of your crash bombs and then go in and finish it that's yeah. hard that's a hard ass game that's right just there. that's also dumb it's oh it's dumb it's very <laughs> 1987 88 game design you're like really that's what we had to do yeah it's like it's terrible it's like I, I don't know if this is blasphemy or not but like i I just wandered over towards death mountain in Mm -hmm. Hyrule Mm -hmm. on, on the eight bit. Yeah. I got into that area where you have to go certain directions. Yeah. And I was like, this was stupid. Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, no, like this was dumb. Cause like you had to find out (coughs) in like Nintendo power. What, which way to go. Yeah. It was one of those things. It was like the first guide. Yeah. Like ever. That uh, it was like one of those things where you're like, yeah, how? How would you just find out? Yeah. There's. It, it was like, and then it made me think of how the Lost Woods operate in yeah. uh, in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating. I figured that out without using a guide. I oh, I didn't use a guide. Mm-hmm. Oh hell no. But it's frustrating. But they at least give you some cues yeah so you know you're going the wrong way yeah there's no cues in death mountain and the legend of zelda no you're just going yeah if i wonder if there was just some kid out there that got lucky and went the right way i know just randomly yeah I do. I do wonder. You gotta wonder. If that, that, a, that's the sort of kid who'd be like, "Oh shit, what did I do so I can send it into Nintendo Power's classified information section?" Right. You know. That's what I mean. Like, so it's, there's some kid out there who did it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't me. Uh I no. I, I remember that was like the talk in like school. Yeah. It was like, have you been to Death Mountain yet? Yeah. Have you gotten to the top of Death Mountain? Yeah. Yet? That was like there was a mythos around that. Uh, so yeah, like I I want challenges in games that aren't stupid right <laughs> <laughs> they've evolved that way and that's one of my understandings of mega man 11 is like it's hard because the stages are really long but there's still only like one checkpoint mm-hmm. which i kind of feel like that's a valid knock because how even dark souls was just like king of the hard game club i could still get multiple bonfires in an area yeah you know the risk-reward comes from, hey, if you rest at this bonfire, all the enemies you killed come back to life. Are you sure you won't do that? I'm going to die a lot in that game. Yeah, prepare to die. I already am. Prepare. Have you seen me play other games? That's all I do. You saw me play Quake at the Quake holo tournament. I did. I did. I didn't die 50 times, though. I didn't fare that well in Quake, either. But Doom. i still got it. Yeah, dude. You were, you were playing Doom very well. Yeah. I thought I was okay at it, but not... I think my... Of the... Of the old school shooters that I've played with you, mm-hmm. I think I'm okay at Quake. I'm pretty good at Duke. And Doom Two, I can I can do some work. Mm-hmm. Just depends on the level, man. Yeah. You yeah, have yeah. you have some levels that you can just wreck people. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, too, because in those old games, like, Doom and Doom 2 came out before there were multiplayer exclusive Maps. levels. Yeah. So you're like, hey, how well do you know level 27? Like, maybe not well at all. Maybe it sucks for multiplayer, but here we are. Yep. You know. <laughs> Lola is debating jumping off the couch, and it has a lot to do with our XLR cables that are on the ground. Can you do it, Lola? She's thinking about it. you going to make it, huh? It's like a debate right now in her own mind. <laughs> She's like, I could hang out on the show with you guys, but it's already been two hours, and I could just jump off and say, screw you guys. Yeah, this is about the point where she... She checked out. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh there she hey! is. Hey! She did it. There you go, pupper. Good girl. <clears throat> and she's going straight to her bed. Yep. It's it's nap time. Wow. That's yep. it? Yeah. She just called she's it. She's like, nope, I'm done. It's fun. Uh, But yeah, RE2 looks amazing. Yep. Uh, I played a lot of Breath of the Wild since I last er, since we last recorded one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't accomplish a whole lot. <laughs> that's kind of the that's the fun though. I I just went east. Mm-hmm. I said I'm gonna go east and then north. Yeah. So I was on the northeast side of Hyrule. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's some cliffs and islands out there. So I I was jumping around from the, there's like some, what do you call it? Like a, it's like thermal things that you can jump on with the glider and they shoot you up in the air. Yeah. 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 There's like yeah. gusts of air that you can ride on Yeah. in between these islands. Mm-hmm. I've found, done that one. Yeah. I found like one shrine over there, you know, mm-hmm. found a couple of those fucking yaha dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yaha. You found me uh see i i spent uh but literally on the flight to japan from america i spent eight hours playing breath of the wild that's awesome it was great it was just stupid things that i got into yeah mainly finding shrines uh i'm i'm back into that game Mm -hmm. uh it feels good Mm -hmm. to find shrines and that's a game you can just get lost in for hours right you know it's it's the perfect plane game especially if you're flying to japan it's a 14 hour flight (sighs) Yeah. So it's it's ideal for mm-hmm. getting lost in. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, it's so good. It is. I I want to find all the shrines and I want to beat the champions ballad. Mm-hmm. It's a game that I want to be a completionist in. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, but for in your case, when you finish everything, you will have to save Princess Zelda. I might be from, done from Ganon. No. No. Just might. My- be like, good luck, Zelda. I have a bunch of heart containers you now. To, you have to see the ending. It's I will. Great. I will see the it's such I will see ending. It's a good ending. I will see it. I will. That game, its ending made it. That that was what made me be like. We didn't give this a ten.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow.
0: What kind of soulless bastards wouldn't give this a ten? I know. Shaq news. Um, yeah. But yeah, someday we'll give a game a ten. Yeah. You know what? I I actually to go back to our discussion of like what game could get a ten. I actually think Breath of the Wild sequel could be up there. Nintendo- Majora's Ma- Wind. Yeah, Majora's Wind. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this vision of like the two fairies, like, oh, you just broke Majora's Wind again, Skull Kid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That'd be kind of uh, great. I mean, like, here's the thing. They said Nintendo said that Zelda games are gonna follow the Breath of the Wild template for a while. So boom, I'm in. Mm-hmm. They also like picture a game built for Switch, not yeah. a Wii U port. It's like a Mario Switch. Odyssey quality yeah. game. like but Zelda. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down because that's the problem. <laughs> you look at <laughs> it. She's Lola. back now. She came up here and she was like, "I went back up." Like Lola, you, you changed your mind. Yeah, that's the only dig you could give to. Uh, Breath of the Wild, is as sw- it's a Wii U game. And I didn't really, like, I noticed some slowdown, but it was never, I wouldn't have docked a point for it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I hear that. Someday we'll be able to f- atone for our sins. Yeah. That's why we don't get review units for Mario Party. That's it. Goes back to Breath of the Wild. And they're like, well, this Shack news. Yeah. What have they done for us lately? Oh, they gave Breath of the Wild a nine? <laughs> whatever but it was game of the year it, oh absolutely At least we got that right yeah oh now oh, now it's time for that <laughs> lola <laughs> you know what the fact that she's so cute now like you can't do that it's even more perverse it is more I c- perverse c- i lola. can't stand it Lola. i can't stand it i can't have you humping your bed like that no you're just out of control. It's today. like if a Care Bear was suddenly like, hold on, and just started humping like a tree or something. Like, it's t- it's too much. I can't take it, awesome. <laughs> that's what it is. Like you're watching Care Bear and this is like this is adorable. And then it starts humping a bed. <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. Lola, why are you so crazy? <laughs> That's a good answer. Fair. Um, I guess we should wrap up the show. We can. I don't. Do we? we Lola's anything? gonna get her bed pregnant if what we don't she's soon. Do. <laughs> oh my god, she's fixed. <laughs> oh. They told me. They told me when we got her fixed that she would be less horny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, I have a story about that. Okay. A dog story too. <laughs> okay. My sister and my brother-in-law had a dog named Jack. And they got the same story. Like, well, once it's fixed, you know, it'll be less horny. This dog loved this black blanket. See? To they... a point, like, we troll people. Like, when my brother would come over, <laughs> I'd throw the black blanket on him and watch the sodomy occur. Okay? okay? So one time, my brother-in-law, Dave, he's like, he takes the black blanket, Jack follows him down the hall on his hind legs. <laughs> humping his way down the hall. <laughs> I'm He's like, God. "Don't take my lover." <laughs> and they like he never lost that urge. Yeah. No. No, I don't think Still she will, will either. Himself. She's a freak. Um <laughs> No, I She's like, "No, I'm fixed. I'm going to go. I'm going to live my life." I, I get that, but damn. <laughs> um and it's always like the weirdest times she's done it in front of my mom. My mom's like, <laughs> "Oh, that's just her being her." I'm like, "Yeah." But but that's not right. <laughs> it's just, it all goes back to her being basically out of control. Like, I I, I didn't mind it when she was this little, you know what Lola used to look like? She used to remind me of, like, the, the footrest in Aladdin. Okay. She's this big, shaggy, cute thing. Mm-hmm. But now she's just so adorable. I look at that and I'm like, Lola, you can't. Yeah. You're rated G. Yeah, she is, like, totally, like, a Disney princess. Yeah. Should not be humping on things. No. But she is, because she does not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she totally does not. Look at her. Yeah. She knows I'm talking about her right now. Lola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. But yeah, I guess we'll do our usual wrap up. All right. Is there anything else that we missed? Did we miss anything? No, I gushed we about Resident Evil 2. Reason. Talked Resident about Breath of the Wild. Browns. The Browns. <sighs> I talked about the game. Magic the Leap. Leap. We shit a on magically something yeah. Yeah. yeah shit on them oh uh real quick game trader hot take because yes the market's crashing yeah Have you that? yeah it's going uh, yeah. down a shit ton yep i told you if you watched my video that i released at the beginning of october yeah i told you this would happen yep and you didn't listen why did not you watch that video go back and watch it there's still useful information there right now but i was like look NASDAQ and the semiconductor industry, like the ETF for it, they looked like they were about to break down. I gave people the levels to watch. We are below those levels right now. So that means you have a monthly signal to sell in the semiconductors. Yeah. So that means like stocks like Nvidia might keep going down, AMD. These are all high flyers too. Mm-hmm. So to tell people to sell something or not maybe buy it. When it's been kicking ass all year, yeah, it's not an easy call to make. And I wasn't like super bearish or anything. Mm-mm. I just gave a very solid if-then statement. I said, if it breaks below this level, you got pain ahead of you, mm-hmm. and don't come to be like, why is Apple down? Yeah. Well, when the Nasdaq's down three hundred points, yeah, which that's a shit ton of points to lose in a day for the Nasdaq. I it was is. like, wow, yeah, um, yeah, something's going on, but I, you know what i've found historically and I, I i probably will sound like a broken record on this is that in this era of the stock market you could it's our sell offs have been characterized by being very fast mm-hmm. very scary and then they usually create buying opportunities like a month out you know so something to watch and we haven't talked about this either elon musk holy crap uh The short seller enrichment commission. Yeah. Did you hear about that? I did. Wow. We talked about this guy not using Twitter, I don't know, what, two months ago? And now look at him. Yeah. Uh, Dude needs to get off Twitter. Yep. At least just stop. Yeah. Delete. Have some impulse control. Delete five out of six tweets. Yeah. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll send, I'll like have a tweet ready to go or in reply to someone. And I'll just be like, Nah, it's not worth it. I do that on chatty all the time. Chatty? I don't. I'll just like. I hit the reply thing and I have like the blinking cursor ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then I just don't. Yeah. I'm just like, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten good at that. But on Twitter, because it's so easy, Twitter's like wiping yeah. your ass. It, you know, it, it's it, like it is. A Shack News chatty thread or post on the chatty, it can be up to like 5,000 characters. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. put a lot of information in a chatty thread. Mm-hmm. You know, There's tags. There's all sorts of things you can do. Yeah. A tweet's like, you know? Yeah. So to have control over the ability to just fart whenever you want yeah. is harder. <laughs> yeah than to control yourself on the chatty. It is. Thousands of people control themselves on the chatty every month. They just read. It's like being John Malkovich. They're just like <laughs> sitting there. Yeah. Re- they're just watching yeah. the chatty. Not logged in. Can you imagine not logging in? So you're missing like all of Dog Nose's posts. Yeah. And <laughs> the political filter. Yeah. So there goes the Trump dump. Yeah. So the people who like, like Jabby, right, who actively want to wa- read the Trump dump, you have to log in. You have to turn on those filters. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. but the average i'd say was it it's like 80 mm-hmm. percent of the people who visit the chatty are not logged in right and they're just lurkers mm-hmm. that's crazy that is crazy okay so if you imagine and they never post so they don't get to talk they have no voice they don't even lol yeah that's crazy to me maybe they lol. Some of them, lol. Some of them passive-aggressively, uh, and, and lol. Those people have been banned. Oh, yeah. There's the, they're that's, haunting the chatty. Yeah, there are banned Shackers that I think I got infed by one of them recently. Really? I was like, huh. Uh, look at you. I guess because, like, so many Shackers have asked me to unban them that banned Shackers look to me with some level of inspiration that maybe someday they can be banned. Mm. Unbanned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because I don't really believe in perma bans. But for certain people, I do believe in perma bans. Yeah. Because you can just do things to the point where you're not welcome at a community anymore. Yeah. And I think that's fair. But some of the perma bans that existed when I took over the site, I was like, this doesn't seem fair. Right. Especially when you're like 16, you do something stupid, and it's 10 years later, and you're still not allowed on a forum. Yeah. I'm like, let's look at this case again. Right. And I'm happy for those guys. The guys who have come back, like Total Fusion 1, mm-hmm. Wickus, Wickus. You know, uh, yeah, those are two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then there's some Shackers that clearly uh, are band Shackers, but they have other accounts. Yeah. So that's always interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're there. Uh, we had a chatty uh, AMA with Jabby. That was fun. That was really cool. Yeah. Connection so, with our... Uh, Beneath the Starless Sky, long read. It's, you say, are you saying the or uh? It's uh. It's uh. Okay. Beneath the Starless Sky. It was going to be beneath Starless Skies, then I wanted Beneath a Starless Sky. Yeah. It's like my whole thing was like, you know, it's kind of like Rocket Jump. I wanted a title that was catchy, but also kind of thematic. Yeah. And it was like Obsidian, you know, they're kind of charting their own. Building their own constellation of, of stars, and sure. but also following the stars of the Infinity Engine to kind of pull themselves out of a out of a bad situation in 2012. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But yeah, so I guess we'll start our, our shout-outs of the week with your long read. Yes. Go to the front page of shacknews.com. It's the first thing there. It's Beneath a Starless Sky, Pillars of Eternity, and the Infinity Engine Era of RPGs. Yep. Yeah. Also check out 24 till launch, which is also on the front page. I think Mm -hmm. it's the fourth thing on the site right now. Yeah. Uh, it's a 35 minute, uh, feature docu feature that Greg helped shoot. Yeah. I was a producer of, and David basically conducted all the interviews and helped Greg piece together everything. It was a very collaborative effort. It was, it was a team effort. Um, like I said, we were like the Voltron that we sent to orange County. Yes. Uh, that if you guys listen to the ShackCast regularly, that one week we were in Orange County and that restaurant threatened to sue us for liking them. That was when we were putting together 24 to Launch. <laughs> yeah. That's when we were there at Obsidian. Uh, so now you can. You can tie all your shack cast lore in one big bow, and and they did this after we like made them an unofficial sponsor. Imagine if we'd gotten on there and be like, "Wow, this restaurant sucked. Yeah, like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I guess we wouldn't have talked about them really. We've only perma banned one restaurant. It's the Texas Station at the Gaylord Texan. At I mean, do you think? Uh, oh, what's the Mexican restaurant? There? El El Rincon. El Rincon. They might be permed yeah i mean it, it we just it's it almost breaks my heart they're like unmentionable yeah like we don't even want to No, they're the they're the we we elevated them and they failed us they did in a big way so it's like i almost just don't want to ever talk about them okay. again fair enough they're not they're not band. they're dead to me yeah Ooh. right yeah i think that's more fair like unmarked grave dead to me yeah like yeah. You know, whatever Mike did to that guy and, and dissolved better call in salt, a barrel. Yeah. Dead to me. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. But Talake Pake, whew. Yeah. Official sponsor of this week's episode. That's right. That's right. So yeah, go to our front page. Uh, you know, outside of massive long reads that will take you a month to read. Yep. We have all of the news, reviews, previews, uh, interviews. Uh, we have a ton of Justin Roiland interviews that just went up on GamerHub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also interviewed uh, the CEO, of Squanch Games, mm-hmm. about Trover and everything that they have going on, asking her about how they got funding for this, because uh, they're kind of, it's, it's an interesting studio, uh, Squanch. Uh, so yeah, they have a game coming out next year called Trover Saves the Universe. Uh, but yeah, we have all sorts of good stuff over there. Mm-hmm. Our YouTube channels are youtube.com slash shacknewsgames. Because The guy who has Slash shack News is a jerk <laughs> and not even using it. And the guy, and also youtube.com slash gamer videos because there's like 5,000 gamer hubs out there and it's a terrible name. Mm-hmm. Should never have gone with that. No. Uh, no. And that's why we bought Shack News. Right. Uh, we're also on Twitch. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Chris streamed today because he's in the middle of that hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but twitch.tv slash Shack News. We have a sub button. And if you have Amazon Prime, what you got to do is link them. Yeah. And give us Jeff Bezos' money. Right. For free. Have you done that? Have I done that? Yeah. I haven't yet. I keep meaning to because I enjoy Chris's streams. You got to do that. I need to do that. It's free. I I know. Hey, you know I support this. I was a Mercury subscriber. I I subscribed even though I work here. I know. That's crazy. No one else did. I know. (laughs) I almost like I was. What if I I told you that I subscribed to Mercury twice? That's like taking $10 out of one pocket and putting it in the other every month. That was that's stupid. There was no point to that. But I I did it. I was a Mercury subscriber anyway, but I had to be while we were proofing Rocket Jump because I needed to read the whole feature. I also subscribed to Mercury on the man with the briefcase account and had it deactivated manually so that I could still debug our ads. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was cruel. Mm -hmm. That was. (laughs) But uh, Oh, yeah. Real quick. Did you see Rock Paper Shotgun's article about how they're going to ban users who use Adblock? Yeah, I saw that. That's dumb. That's just saying, goodbye, page views. No one's going to listen. Oh, man. Rock Paper Shotgun wants me to risk my computer safety. Yeah. They're just going to go to a site that doesn't do that. Right. Like, that's dangerous policy it is. Um, it is i get the motivation totally mm-hmm. totally get where they're coming from but boy what a weird what a weird hill to die on there what a weird fight to to have with your own readers right a pc focused reader base yeah very intelligent readers who know about pcs and what can happen on an unsecured browser yeah and it doesn't matter who's serving the ads Every programmatic ad company lets some slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And people who work in IT, like let's say Shaq Newsreaders. Right. They're not gonna kowtow to some website saying, Well, you can't come here. The response will be, oh, okay, well, I won't come here. <laughs> that's it is I think that's a is, dangerous uh, game to play. It's a very dangerous game to play in twenty eighteen when any gaming news site is like a stone throw away. Yeah. You know? It's like, okay, RPS. Yeah, with your redesign that looks almost like our old design, right? And your white background. Yeah, cool. Rock on, dudes. Um, yeah. I'm glad I didn't buy that site. But if I bought that site, maybe they wouldn't be doing this right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, just saying. Yeah. Hashtag just saying. Uh, that was weird. That don't go to Rock Paper Shotgun. Come to our site. You can block all the ads you want because I don't even serve ads. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Win, win, mm-hmm. win. Right. Uh, So, yeah, all those page views come over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to block you for running a blocker because I understand people not wanting to risk their computers with malware. Uh, It's just a challenge now of figuring out how to monetize content in 2018 Mm -hmm. when the ad industry is collapsing in on itself. And they're in denial about it. Right. But that was a very gamer network thing of them to do. And it was a very – I'm sure the editors over there weren't the reasons that this happened. I'm sure it's a business wide thing going on at the whole network. I would think so. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just that place has been bought now twice in two years. So mm-hmm. it's got to be weird working over there right now. And yeah. I, I like a lot of what they do. So I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying that's a it was a thing that I saw that I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm going the opposite way over here. Yeah, I'm like, dude. I'm like, you guys can have the ads. I'm cool. Oh, now Lola's feeling regret. About coming, you you upset that you left the couch? Uh, you, yep, she is. <laughs> she <laughs> she is. wants back on the couch. Yep. Uh, well, but the show's over. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I already told them about Twitch. <laughs> oh yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. This is the longest wrap up ever. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at shack News. Yeah. We're also on Instagram at shack News Media because Greg's weird. Yeah. And then, you know who owns Instagram? Facebook. And you know who left Facebook as employees this week or last week? The Instagram founders. That's right. They're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Yep. Bye, Mark. Mm-hmm. Thanks for buying us. Bye. Yeah, they got their money. So, yeah, we're on Facebook. <sighs> fuck that site. Yeah. I don't even think our feed's working right now. That's Greg tells us every day, even though it's been reported. I just don't care. Yeah. I could fix it right now. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. Do it so Greg will stop mentioning it. I, I want to do it, not for Greg. <laughs> okay. Not for me, because then I wouldn't have to hear Greg complain. Right. I want to do it for you and Beneath a Starless Sky, because I don't know if it was actually pushed there. Look at this dog pawing at my foot. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. That's the I, only I like reason that we there. need to yeah, do that. yeah. And I, I want to do some promoted posts across social media and Twitter. Yeah. You know, Facebook's a, a social media idea. platform. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to rant about how horrible they are. But, boy, I love seeing their stock go down in value. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy mm-hmm. as I am betting on them going down. Yep. And I've been right now for about $60. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm not shorting it or anything. But intraday I might I might get in there and beat them up a little bit. hmm Uh, It's like against any of my longs. I just think it's the perfect short. Mm -hmm. Like I hate them. And I think they're the most overvalued company of uh, they're over 400 billion right now. Yeah. Yeah. What value do they add to society? None. They should go away. They've been taking value from society. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that they're a whole, wholly user generated content system. Yeah. And they don't pay anyone. No, it's and like, their user-generated com content is terrible. It's not curated at all. No, clearly it's just bad. It's it's a bad scene over there. I don't miss it at all. I deleted that app a long time ago. It's, mm-hmm. It feels good. It mm-hmm. Feels good, man. I I didn't even. I think I made it a year, maybe less. Mm-hmm. I may have made it less than a year. No, I signed up November 2016, the day after the election. Yeah. Yeah. I, s- I did that to troll all of my friends and they thought it was hilarious yeah and then i had left i think i left officially this year i think uh, it was it was after they deleted all of our posts so i made yeah. it over a year yeah mm-hmm. so it's just that was, but i think i top-ticked it me joining that was like that last fringe user that they didn't have yeah <laughs> that, that was you it probably were i yeah. was like that for myspace too yeah i think myspace died within a year of me joining it mm-hmm. so yeah um, there'll be some other thing. Oh, Snapchat's also going bankrupt. We're not on there. Uh, we might be, but no one uses it. Yeah, they're they're gonna go bankrupt. You think? Yeah, in the next year, mm-hmm. or they'll be acquired by a really dumb company trying to buy cool. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. You know, like yeah. a- or sorry, Verizon buys Snapchat. Verizon buys Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah, <laughs> I could see that. I could see it. Some some. Some big dumb company will be like, "Well, we need some cool around here." Yeah, <laughs> Maslin Cable, they'll buy them. Uh, by the way, they're fucking on notice. They are. Um, yeah, I think that's everywhere that you can go to do things. Yeah, we have an AMA, but by the time you guys listen to this, it will have already happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, watch our things. Do our do the things. Mm-hmm. Read the things. Read the things. Oh yeah, fine. I'll do the stupid soapbox. If you're on the internet, which you probably are because you're listening to us through a series of tubes, and you say you're on Twitter, yeah, and there's a thing, and you're like, hey, this is a cool thing. Before you hit retweet or like on it, click the link. Read the article. Consume the content if it's a video. Listen to the podcast. Become a more informed reader and consumer of information before you share it, right? And it helps prevent the fa- the sharing of fake news, which is a big problem these days. Like, huge. Yeah. So just... Click the link. And if, even if you don't care about spreading fake news, which most people don't, um, let's say you like the outlet or you like the person that wrote the article or, or the long read. Yes. It helps them by giving them that an, that Google analytic bump. Yes. That one more person cared about this thing. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel good, too. You're happy to hear about all the thousands I, of people that have read this. I am. Right? Right. And like the millions of people who have come to our site this year, we're Mm -hmm. happy about that. Mm -hmm. So don't just be some doofus that hits retweet on everything. Click the link. Yeah. And if you're one of the rare angels of this planet, go sexy bill the cameraman's extra mile and actually vet the story before sharing it. Yes. Find another independent source that says the same thing before sharing it. This is crazy talk in 2018. What? I don't think anyone will do this. Sources... No one will do this, but if you want to, go up to sexy. Build the cameraman's extra mile. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Uh, I don't even know what we'll do for music of this episode. Oh, Care theme.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> um, one last thing. My hunger strike for crossplay worked. It sure as hell did. We got Sony to to. Meet our demands in Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. That's and a I'm big, coming for I'm coming for Rocket League next. Yeah, and Minecraft. Those even, those are the big three, right? Yeah. Like, and then we're gonna get Destiny. And then we're gonna get COD. Then we're gonna get Madden. Man, you're coming for a lot of games. It's not over. No, it this can't Hunger be Hunger Strike continues. Yeah. And it'll continue until I have gotten all of my games and I can play them all yes. with anyone who owns any device. Yes. Right? Break down barriers. Bring people together. I think we should send the team from Epic Games to the Middle East to talk to Palestine and Israel. You're right. You're right. If you, We need to cross play over there. If Fortnite can get Sony... To play with nintendo that's true man nick chester could do some work over in israel he sure could that's all i'm saying i'm Is behind that, this now I, i'm like let's send epic games over to the middle east yes what Fortnite could probably give us a Mid- middle east peace treaty i think so right that's all so. i'm saying yes and uh we commend them Fortnite has now moved up into the power our Do It For Shaq News Award power rankings. They've moved up on the board. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, give it to Sony for this. I'm like, no, nah. you don't award the jerks who've been jerks. You award the people who got them to stop being jerks. Yeah. And that's Fortnite and that's the team over at Epic Games. So Agreed. I salute them. Agreed. I tip my fedora to you folks. Yes. But yeah, we're not it's not over. No. Tonight, when I go to bed, my hunger strike will be for crossplay in Rocket League. Because I want to sit on my couch and play with my stupid friends who play on PS4. Yeah. Even though the frame rate on PC is superior of in course, Rocket League. Of course. It's so much better. Of course. It's now no contest. Playing it on console, ugh. Yeah. If I'm going to play on console, I'm going to play it on Switch. Because at least it's portable. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. There's a reason for my crappy frame rate. Right. But this nonsense that PS4 or Xbox One is best. No. PC's oh, best. Yeah. And PC players should be able to play with PS4 players while they're playing with Xbox players Agreed. and Switch players. Agreed. So we will not we will not stop fighting for this. I will also go on Hunger sh- Hunger Strike tonight when I go to bed. Right? Yeah. Every time I'm in between meals, I'm fighting for crossplay. I know. And I know. it's working. It is working. It's working, you have people. Demonstrable success here. Yep. And it's clearly not uh just random occurrence no they heard me you know sony heard i know they're I like you. they're like oh shit awesome something. hunger strike yeah every day yeah this dude you know what we're gonna do it for Shaq News. we did it for shack news and we're gonna keep doing it for shack news and we're gonna right. do it for lola because she's a huge proponent of cross play. she oh she loves it like, do you really think this angel wouldn't want crossplay? Dude, there's a reason she has a red Bobo and a blue Bobo, right? hmm She's trying to bring all the colors, all the things together. And it's highly probable that she's colorblind. Yeah. Like most dogs. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> so she can't even tell the difference. No. But she just knows that I play Nintendo Switch in this room, and I play PlayStation in that room, and right. she likes hanging out in this room more than that room. Right. But the real question is, why don't I just bring a PlayStation into this room? You should have to do that that's my point right that's my point yeah not everyone has two playstations hunger strike is back on yeah it's just the the hilarity of someone with as many tvs and consoles as myself going on a hunger strike (laughs) yeah that's that's the genius of It's working also if it's working yeah yeah surge is working but uh that's the show thank you guys for listening if you guys actually like this show Go to your podcast facility, vote for us, say we're the best, give us 5 stars. Just tell the truth. Yeah, just tell the truth. Nothing crazy. Mm-mm. Be like, "This is my go-to place for restaurant reviews in Northeast Ohio." Yes. Cuz we really are becoming taste makers. We are in this in this in this region. It's true. Uh, you know there I found a there's a Bonchon Korean restaurant in like, north of here mm-hmm. that we could go to. Okay, and then oh, there's a some sort of like a, a Japanese restaurant opened across from Bell and Village. You know where like uh, there's like that Subway on Higby Avenue. Oh yeah, they, they've been there for a little while, I think. Have they? Yeah. I've Is it any there. good? It's good. Is yeah, it? It's it's good. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I it's... saw that and I was like, that's a Japanese restaurant in Canton. Yep. That's it's the good. one. It's good. Interesting. Yeah, they're near where um, remember Damon's. Yeah. yeah, the place that me. always used to burn down. Yeah, that place burned down like three times. It did. It came back <laughs> from from being burned down three times, and then a food inspection was the last nail in the coffin. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's what happened. Yeah. No, my my dad's office used to be on that road. Oh, so, cool. That's so okay. fine. I I know that area well. Yeah. But it was I was just driving by and I was like, huh. There's actually a Japanese restaurant. It's in town. good that sandwich place near. Um, so my friend and I, we call Belden Village uh, strip, Sandwich Strip. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good sandwich places on that road. That's true. And one, I can't remember the name of it, but the sandwich place like right next to Subway is fantastic. There's also a Penn Station on that road. Yeah. Is there a Potbelly over there? Yeah, there's a Potbelly over there, too. Yeah, it's near the right. Exchange. You're right. That is like Sandwich District. Yeah. Pop, <laughs> uh, Not Papa John's. Uh, Jimmy John's is on that yeah, road. But yeah, but they're... Mm. I, I like jimmy john's they're a but step they're, above subway yeah but there are obviously better options on that road yeah. yeah but like i said if you're on if you're gonna review us just be honest and tell them that where your go-to place to hear about just now eat. yeah just now you got another food review yeah just right then yeah and yeah like i said at the beginning or in the middle and the end of this go to shacknews.com click on beneath the starless sky and start reading yes and you'll be very happy that's right you know and it, also, stay tuned for the Tokyo Game Show game show because that's going to be going live soon. I, I got a screening of that before the show. I, <laughs> I was very entertained. Yeah, it's it's great. I think we should just do a whole booth dedicated to that next year. It'd be hilarious, right? Like yeah. literally, just have a game show being go uh, being held. Yeah, recorded live on the floor. Yep. Because we were in the middle of the crowd there. You saw how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. There's a stream of people. <sighs> yeah, it look, look packed. Two hundred ninety-eight thousand people in four days hot damn yeah that's just insane yeah that's the largest conference i go to every year that's not the biggest space wise it's just no. packed mm-hmm. and uh yeah we made it i think i'm done traveling except for the game awards maybe right so yeah we'll see that's in december mm-hmm. so i got a good two months yeah just being home yeah, I'm like which Lola appreciates. Yeah, no, and I do too. I'm tired. <laughs> like, Actually, it's I, it's I, exhausting, I man. Can imagine? No, there's. It was cruel to go from Tokyo, get on a plane, land in San Francisco, and then go to Oculus Connect the next day. Yeah, never again. Mm-mm. That's just evil. Yeah, that's too much. And then, yeah, it wasn't worth it. I we I I should I need to write that up still. Yeah, I have some feelings. I know you do. Share those feelings. Yeah, I want you, I want to read this right up. But yeah, then yeah, the whole thing with how they treated John Carmack too at the event was just weird. It ain't right. Nope. But he's not an angel either. He deleted all the evidence of him breaking an NDA. He sure did. <laughs> Why didn't Palmer and Brendan do that? I don't get it. How is he the only one that was smart enough? Dude, he like John Carmack. He heard it. He like heard the news, and he was just like, "Delete everything. Delete, fine. delete, delete." He's like, "All my hard drives are empty. What do you want?" Yep. <laughs> I'm John Carmack. I don't have any evidence. Anything I've ever done <laughs> it in. <laughs> nope. Nothing from Doom Three, especially. Nope. Nothing here. N- nothing. Look, at look all. at my hard drive. There's nothing here. <laughs> look at my inbox. Nothing. <laughs> what a weird day that huh. you came here. The day that I happened to delete everything. That's huh. weird. What a coincidence. So, like, regardless of that fact, that that's kind of a dirtbag thing to do, yeah, I kind of understand why he did it, because sure. it was his fucking code anyway. Yeah. He's like, I wrote that code. Yeah. I could recreate it with my eyes I closed. I brought you into this world. I could take you out. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. No, I will be sharing my feelings about Oculus Connect and Tokyo Game Show stuff still. Yeah. One, one, last, 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 last thing. Tetris VR is going to ruin me. That's all I'll say. I can see that. I've gotten. I think about it like every day. I played it once in oh, Japan, dude. And I'm like, man, I kind of wish I could play Tetris VR right now. Danger zone. Tetris is already addictive. The game's called Tetris Effect, which is named after the effect yeah. of playing Tetris. Mm-hmm. And then they throw it in VR, and they get the guy who made Res to make it. Yeah. Oh, it's a bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a bad idea. Really. Yeah. I shouldn't get it. I shouldn't get it. I shouldn't. But I want it. That's going to be really good. It's going to be like, it'll suddenly creep up in my game of the year list. Like, you'll see it make my could, top 10. I could see that. I could see that. You're going to see it, like, in my top 10. And you'll be like, what? Yeah. Tetris? Really? Yeah. Yes, Tetris. I'll help man. I'm on board with that. Tetris when I was doing the great. demo at TGS, the guy was like, wow, you're really good. I'm like, yeah, I like this game. <laughs> it was like, I hit, like, I think it was five Tetrises in a row. Ooh. And every time you do it, it gives you this, like, new, cool visual effect. That's Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, so you're like, I want to do that again yeah and yeah it was they're like you have to go for closing i was literally the last demo of the day for them uh so i was sad they cut me off yeah i didn't die so that i think that's part of it is yeah. that i needed to you have least, unfinished business i have unfinished business from the first game of that i ever played but yeah. it's also a game that it ruins me i, I think it's because i i have an analytical problem solving mind that puzzle game just works with me it does it's it's Yeah, it's timeless. It's a 10. That's a 10. That's a 10. Now, in VR, Tetris Effect, maybe not. We'll see. All right. Uh, I probably won't review that. Someone else should review it. I think Ozzy was talking about it. He said that was the game that was going to make him get a PSVR. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that was my last thing. This was the show. You folks are all great. Uh, I think we're... We might... I don't know. I might... I maybe i'll record with some folks on the internet next week while you're on your little when, when you're on your rest break yeah uh but if if not we'll be back in a couple weeks yeah we have we have an episode that i still have to post from the jet lag cast i think is what i'll call it oh yeah man but yeah don't go to taco bell go to lucky pake come on next time next time next time next time come on yeah it's not that much more expensive no, I'll do it next time. And it's definitely that like value proposition, Chipotle versus Taco Bell. Talake Pake is in between the two. Okay. where I can deal with that. It's cheaper than Chipotle, I think, pound for pound. I can but it's much higher quality than Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay. I can work with that. And they got white people salsa. I know how much you love that. I do, but I mean, I'm also <laughs> like, dude, I'm with you. If I, I would totally buy... What's the place in Texas? El Phoenix? El Phoenix. I would totally buy their salsa. Yeah. No, I mean, Blake's wrong about that. He is wrong about that. But it's okay. Yeah. Then again, it's all objective opinions on food, so we can all be right. Right. But that's just hippie We're the talk. most right, though. Exactly. So, that's the point. Yeah. Is who's the most right. So that's all. I hope you guys you maybe tweet out pictures of your pets and tacos at us, at yeah. David L. Craddock and at Techno Sucks on Twitter. Yeah use the hashtag #ShackCast, and we want to see pictures of your pets and also pictures of you eating tacos yeah that's it so go out there and do it for shack news <laughs>
1: when my cup's already overfilled? Yeah, but it's on the table, the fire's cooking, and the farming babies are slaves.